Hey guys, welcome to WTWNT Nerd Alert. I'm your host, Joe Hogarty, and joining me tonight is Jack McCarthy. Hello again, folks. And Fetra Ekris. Hello, everybody. So it's been a while since we've been on, I don't know, how long has it been? About a month? About a month? Yeah. Yeah. A bit of a break. Yeah, stuff has been going on behind the scenes. Uh, I'm not going to get too much into it. Uh, You know, it's basically, I would say, we've been doing the podcast for nine years now. Next year would be our 10th year. And I, you know, I, it's more me than these guys. These guys have been very supportive of everything I do. Um, but I, I did start to question whether or not we should go forward with the 10th season and whether we should finish up this season. Uh, you know, just some things. Uh, I got a lot of things going on. We all have a lot of things going on, you know, uh, that's not related to uh, Nerd Alert and... You know, it's it's so it's not necessarily easy to do a podcast once a week um, when some things are going on in your life. But uh, I did talk to these guys, and again, they were very, very good, as they always are. They're really good friends. I heard from a lot of listeners, or several listeners, had messaged me and noticed our absence, and um, and they said some really nice things. Uh, and it made me realize that it's it's more about we enjoy doing this. Jack, Fedra, and I we we like talking and we uh, discussing nerd things, um, and we like being able to reach out to people where, under normal circumstances, we would not have that, uh, you know, in our life. And we're very grateful for that that we're able to reach a much bigger audience than uh, uh, probably, you know, we previously could have. And uh, we're also doing it for the listeners too, because it, it, I've gotten so many nice messages from people you know, stating that I really helped them or we really helped them during a difficult time in their life. Um, and sometimes they just need a break from things like we do, like everybody does. And, uh, like we're an escape for them, like where they can listen to some of the things that we bring up or sometimes we might argue and, and it's all in fun. Like when we argue, you know, we never leave off mad, but, and they always say with the three of us, we, the one thing that makes us different from a lot of podcasts is that we're, we sound like friends, you know, cause we are friends. Like we're we not are just, friends. <laughs> we are, yeah. We're not individuals that are just doing this because like we, need to be heard we're just a group of friends talking like if we were doing this without a microphone and a camera we would just be sitting in a living room if we were all together doing the same exact thing you know but i i did again i wanted to thank jack and fedra for all their support i also wanted to thank the listeners you know for also the kind words that i've been receiving from them but i also wanted to ask the listeners for a favor um just do this if you can. If you really enjoy our podcast and you want us to continue doing it, reach out to WDWNT and let them know what this podcast means to you. Or if you think it sucks, tell them you don't like it and you wish we were gone. You know, be truthful and honest and um, because I don't think they get much feedback. It's, uh, you know, again, I've been with the company for 10 years 
And we don't get paid for this. We do it as a, a labor of love. But again, like I said, I like being able to reach people from, you know, all across the country and even, you know, outside the United States. I think that that's really awesome that I'm able to do that. But, you know, we, we are sometimes considered the, the redheaded stepchildren of uh, the company because we're not really Disney focused. We're more Marvel and Star Wars and, and even DC and all that. And the big problem that happened is that we started this part podcast because we loved Marvel and Star Wars and that's all changed, you know, <laughs> like in the last four years a- after Endgame, it's just, but there's about- always hope it will get better. Yes, there is. I yes. mean, one day a movie will come out and then just blow us out of our seats. And I, I think that's going to happen one day, but, it, it sucks, or phase, uh, or phase six or seven will just yeah wash away everything. <laughs> I think you're being sleep. very optimistic, Fedra, though. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <I'm> trying. <laughs> there's still things that we like, but it used to be so much easier back in the first ten years of of Marvel because they just like we always used to say, even their their bad things are still good. Like. They might not be the best Marvel movies, but they're still watchable. And you know, now we have not only the movies that we don't like to watch, but there's TV shows that we don't like to watch. And it's carried over to Star Wars and Pixar and Disney Animation, Disney Live Action. And you just have to read the news. And we've been saying this for years. It's they have gone woke Disney. They need to change. They are turning people away. They are forgetting about their core audience. And, you know, we'll get into a new story a little bit down the road. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit, little bit more. But we just got to hope that one day that they come back. And if it's not Disney, maybe it'll be Warner Brothers. Maybe, you know, James Gunn knows what he's doing. Or maybe it'll be James Bond. Somebody's got to come. Somebody's got to save us, you know, and hopefully it'll be sooner than later. But anyway, thanks again for supporting us. And again, if you, if you can contact, I would say, you know, you can contact Tom. Cause I, I'm Joe at WDWNT. I guess Tom would be Tom at WDWNT.com or whoever, you know, I don't know who would be the main person really to contact, but also I love hearing from you guys and these guys would love hearing from you too. And um, I know with me, I get a lot of the messages because I become friends on Facebook. You should, if you can, I would also talk with Jack and Fedra and uh, friend them on Facebook. They're my friends on Facebook and ask them questions that you might have about them, you know, like, what their favorite movies are or, you know, what do they like to do or what Jack it could probably answer most of your questions when it comes to Marvel and comic books. I'll try. <laughs> and yeah, you know, way better than me. I, I will, I mostly will say, well, that's a Jack question. <laughs> you know? So uh, anyway, that's my little soapbox moment. I hope it came out. Okay. And uh, we'll see. Hopefully, you never know. This might be our last episode, or it, <laughs> it might not. <laughs> we might be pulled, you know. But we'll see. Anyway, so what we're going to do tonight is 
I know I've seen a lot of movies. I know Jack has seen some. I'm not sure about Fedra. Um, but we're going to talk about some movies that we had seen in the theaters. We're also, I wanted to introduce the nerd alert files and I just wanted to discuss what led us to here too. And, you know, and tonight I'm going to talk about chapter zero, you know, before we actually started the podcast and how it came about. And we also have some news. So, all right, let's, let's get into movies. So the big one that came out was the Marvels. And did anyone see this movie other than me? Nope. I think you're it. All right. So yeah, I was actually going to go last weekend and it's gone. It's already left my local theater. Yeah. It's uh, it sucked. It it was horrible. I mean, you know, like at one point I was like, well, yeah, maybe won't be too bad, but there are two cringy moments in this movie that I I just couldn't believe it. One is that we've heard about it was the, singing and dancing planet that they were the three of them went to some planet where captain marvel married some guy because of customs of that planet and he was a king or a prince and she became a princess or a queen or whatever the hell but everyone communicated through song and dance and it was so cringy it just i you know it, it brought back feelings of when I, I went to see Popeye with my father, you know, like I was so embarrassed for taking him to see it. I was embarrassed. I got just watching it. It, it just was awful. I, I don't know who came up with this crap, but it was just, like I said, cringy. And the other cringy moment was, was it, is it geese? Is that his name? Goose, the cat, <laughs> the cat, the flarkin or whatever they called it. Yeah. So Captain Marvel's cat, ends up having kittens. And again, I must have missed something. I don't know how she, if she met another cat or if she self impregnates, I don't know, but she had a litter of cats and there is a bunch of Nick Fury's people out in space and the spacecraft was crashing. And I think Kamala Khan got the idea to have the little kittens eat all the people and engulf them into their digestive system. That way it would be easier to transport the people onto the the ship into an escape pod because I guess there was like 100 people on the ship and they all couldn't fit in the escape pod. And they played memory from cats while all this was going on. Oh, boy. (laughs) It it was so bad. Like, I don't know who to blame for this one. You know, I mean, there's, there's you so don't many know people. Who to blame. I love that. Somebody's got to take the fall Somebody. and hold the book. Somebody. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Well, the director, like, it, it sounded like, again, they just hired her because, again, they were pushing their whole diversity crap thing where, because even like when the movie basically bombed at the box office and it didn't reach number one, you know, Marvel celebrated, you know, we want to congratulate whoever the director is. For for the Marvels being the the biggest opening for a black female director, you know, and it seems like that's all they cared about. They they wanted to push uh, again. It's like, look, we have a a young black female director, but it sounds like too from what I'm hearing is she was not qualified. She didn't know anything about Captain Marvel or Miss Marvel or Monica Rambeau. She left early because she was 
she was starting another movie that she was going to direct and uh, they were not done filming the Marvels. So she's basically, oh, I'm out of here. Reshoots are post-production, weren't they? It might've been reshoots. I don't know, but she was not invited to the premiere. She found out from other members in the cast that they had a premiere without her, <laughs> you know? So I think a lot of the blame does go with her. I don't think she took it very seriously. I just think it was a nice paycheck for her. And, you know, you got to blame Iger, too, and, and Feige. It's like, why are... They, they know that this movie was problematic. And even, like, Iger threw them under the bus, the, the director under the bus. He said, well, part of the reason why he did so bad was because of COVID. And then the other reason was because there wasn't many executives around to see what was going on. So basically he had no faith in the director for her to make competent decisions. Well, the thing was, wasn't she a documentary director? She did Candyman when like the, the reboot of Candyman. But again, I don't think that that says that screams the sequel to Captain Marvel, the sequel to a billion dollar movie, you know? Yeah, true. Yeah, I could see that also. But like I said, I, I just thought it was, was awful. And when you looked at, I, I looked at the cast well, again, it was predominantly female. Like you had it, the three leads were female. You had uh, the villain was female, which I think in the comics, correct me if I'm wrong, Jack, that that character was male. Uh, I heard they did a gender swap. I don't yeah. remember the character. I mean, I, you know, in my book, you know, uh, oh, wow. Ronan the accuser was the uh, Cree guy, not other characters i know he had a whole squad of accusers um but i never i had never heard of that one particular character yeah it just was and they all really weren't very good well they didn't have much to work with too but you think when it captain marvel came out in 2019 i believe or maybe 2018 i forget but they had so much time to work on that script regardless of covid you would think all right i'm gonna sit home and and write a Nice damn ass script, and, and not only that, but I think that the all the script writers were women. Uh, all the casting uh, directors or part of that that cast everybody, they were all women, and there were nine of them. Uh, the composer was was a woman, and I was watching like a video, and I could have sworn that all of the orchestra were all female, but I, I think that there were a couple of token men in there, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that maybe they. Uh, <laughs> Maybe they identified as female, which wouldn't surprise me. Well, I mean, I I don't know why they replaced. Um, well, they used that character as the villain because they had already introduced Ronan a couple of times. You know, he he was in the first Captain Marvel movie. We know him from Guardians of the Galaxy. If they wanted somebody a Cree bad guy, I don't know why they. Didn't use the one they had already introduced. Because he's dead. Was he dead? Yeah, they, they killed him in uh, the first Guardians. I'm pretty sure. Was he blown up or? Oh, maybe he was. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay, never mind. Yes! I'm missing up. Comic I got Jack. I got Jack. <laughs> it's a hard thing to do, but I got Jack. Yeah, it's just, and it, plus it was 90 minutes. <sighs> it, it's just so bizarre. It's like, this is the so bottom of the barrel. So 90, 90 minutes was long for you. Yeah, and I felt that they could have cut out at least a half hour. 
this could this really should have been a Disney Plus show. You know, it should have been on Disney Plus like for an hour, an hour special. You know, bringing Captain Marvel and Monica Rambeau from Disney Plus and Miss Marvel from Disney Plus. Don't make these TV stars into movie stars because they're not. You know, and that was part of the problem. And I think also they probably had it up to here with Brie Larson. Uh, I not only behind the scenes it sounded like she was a bit of a jerk but you can tell during the interview with endgame the fellow actors that played the avengers were not crazy about her and she was a jerk you know it's again not everybody is like that you know it's i don't want to like pick on her because she's female i want to pick on her because she's an obnoxious female you know but when you think about she's obnoxious nothing and obnoxious yes female (laughs) yeah she's obnoxious it's kind of like yeah i mean even not at the level you know like george clooney is not at her level you know she's pretty bad but well like i did notice because i was really excited about endgame because she wasn't in infinity war but she they brought her in for endgame and when you think that a lot of these actors had three movies or they were in multiple movies. They were in multiple Avengers movies. And then she comes in after her first movie. And then she comes in after the second part of the in- Infinity Gauntlet saga. And they, you know, the um, they start asking questions. The press starts asking questions and she starts answering. She's not giving them a chance like Robert Downey Jr. or Chris Evans or, or Chris Hemsworth or... Uh, Sebastian Stan, she's just like trying to take control of everything. But I also think too that, you know, and I think you guys had heard this too, that they knew that Iron Man was going to be killed off and they felt that the character that was going to lead the Avengers going forward and the MCU was going to be Captain Marvel. And, and she knew that. I mean, I think we all knew that, that they were, they were grooming her to be the leader of the MCU going forward. And she just blew it with her mouth, her attitude. And I think she's done. I can't see them bringing her back. I, I honestly don't think she wants to be back. I don't think so I either. Think she's kind of done. She's like, you know what? I want to I want to move on. I want to do other things. And, you know, I mean, because I, I, I like her. Uh, I liked her in a, in a few of the movies I've seen her in. And, you know. Maybe this just wasn't a good fit. That's what I think it is. I think maybe also, like, I don't know who was behind her crew, but maybe they blew her up in her ego because I've heard that they do that in the film industry, Mm. you know, very similar with Ezra Miller. You know, they rile them up with all of this and they surround them with yes people. And then you see this, like, full-on ego coming up and you're just like, what planet are they on? And it's like the people that you surround yourself are who you could really become. So, I mean, because I really liked her in the first film, but it really, because you sent me the video, uh, Joe, on the interview, it really felt very condescending when it's like everyone else in the film for Endgame, it was like, these guys have been around. Like, they've, they've done a lot of films, you know? And it was almost like this ego trip of like larger than life, this kind of attitude. And, uh, and, and she was rude. She wasn't, she wasn't polite or, or diplomatic at all. So that, that really can close a lot of doors for people really quick as we've seen with that uh, actress for Snow White. 
Yeah, very true. That's a very good point, Fedra. And, I, you know, what you met about Ezra Miller, too, because I'm sure they said to him, going forward, you are going to be the main focus of the DC universe because of you, we can open up the multiverse in different uh, alternate universes. And so he probably got a big head and he was like, well, they're not going to fire me. I can do whatever I want. I can go in a bar, start fights, you know, get arrested. I'm not, you know, I don't care. Yeah. You know? I'm sure they did it to Jonathan Majors. They're like, look at you. You're going to be, yeah. you're going to have this many films. You're going to be bigger than Black Panther. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine you're going to be the role model for this and that and that? And we got this agenda behind you and da, da, da. That dude was just like, and I'm doing Creed. Ah, oh, I'm set. You know, look at me in New York. I'm New York. It's like, whoa, slow down, buddy. Like, so it's just a movie. It's just a movie. But they, they do that to make people larger than life. It really gets to their head. And I mean, very, you know, sadly, innocent people get in the harm's way. And we saw with at least two of these celebrities that we're mentioning. Yeah, when I first saw the movie, my instant reaction was uh, zero out of ten, and I and I've never done that like with a Marvel movie. But now that I think about it, there were a couple of good fight scenes, so I'd probably give it maybe a two out of ten. But I would say <laughs> that's still not a screaming endorsement. No, it's not right. But it's um, it's well, definitely the lowest lowest on my list. You know, where No Way Home, you know. Far from home was was first uh, the bottom of my list. Now that's been beaten by this stupid movie. When you say about the music on the planet, because you know I love music, was the composing at least good? Or well, do you, th- do you think that was even subpar? Well, when it was over, I went to IMDb to see if Lin Manuel Miranda had anything to do with it because it seemed like his type of music. Because, like, you would basically, someone would come up to you and it's like, How are you? Isn't it a wonderful day? Why, yes, it's a wonderful day. You know, where are you from? <laughs> Who are you looking for? You know, and it's like, mm-hmm. nothing yeah. has to rhyme. It's just like, they just, you know, nobody was rhyming like what Lin Manuel Miranda does, but it's just crap. It's just crap, you know? And then at some point, I think it comes out like where, the the prince or the king or whatever says, well, we don't have to really sing. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's just so. I know it's been delayed several times, but you would have think that you would have thought like that. Bob Iger should have got his hands on it and said, look, we need to delay this a little bit more, or let's just release it on Disney Plus. Don't put it in the theaters, or not release it at all. You know. Because uh, when you heard re- rumors that this was a really bad movie, they were not kidding. I mean, this is by far the worst MCU movie ever made. Definitely the worst movie of the year, I would say. Well, um, the way you talk about it, can you imagine what the Daredevil series must have been like on Disney Plus if they just scrapped it? Yeah. <laughs> and said, start over. So if you had stuff, if this movie was as bad as you're saying, can you just imagine what that must have been like? Well, from what we heard is that he's not Daredevil until like the fifth episode. He's Matt Murdock. And then apparently they kill him off and they replace him. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they put a chick in it, make her gay, make it lame. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and she's not even blind. And it's uh-uh. it's it's like, why would you do that? But again, that's that's the problem 
with Disney. I don't know how they're going to correct themselves. It's going to take a miracle because they are so infected right now with so many bad writers, bad actors, bad directors. It's going to be rough, my friends. But again, someone is going to come along and is going to make a good movie. I, I know it's going to happen, and I know Disney is, is going to be one of those studios that does it. But we'll, we'll get into some of that stuff in the news. Anyway, bottom line, movie sucks. It'll probably be on Disney+, Plus. I would say, either by the end of the year. I thought be they in- said uh, February, possibly January. I was going to say maybe they give us a nice little Christmas surprise um, because they're taking it out of theaters. So I would assume it would be January. But then again, that's probably a bad month for Disney Plus subscriptions for some reason. Anyway. Oh, you saw another movie I saw, Wish. That sucked, too. <laughs> it's like uh, they just can't make a good movie if they wanted to. And, and part of the problem, too, is they keep pushing this diversity, inclusiveness, and no one gives a damn. And nobody goes and buys tickets to go see the movie. They don't want to be preached to. They want to be entertained. You know, they want to see a prince. They want to see a knight. You know, they don't want to see, like, well, you know, the prince is, princess is basically, she has to be the hero. There can't be you know, a male counterpart that saves her life. She has to save. That's why, again, in live action, Little Mermaid, Ariel saves Eric at the end instead of like in the original where Eric steers the ship into Ursula. It's got to be Ariel this time. It's like, and like what you guys were saying with Snow White, Snow White can't be rescued. She can't have like the, without consent being kissed by the prince. She can't, she can't can't take care of the seven dwarfs. Yeah. Yeah. It's nobody wants to see that. I know that like they say they're making it for a modern audience, but not everybody abides to that. Like where they're under the impression that everyone's okay with uh, multiple genders or that you can be whatever you want, or, you know, it's just, they, they, they need, need to grow up, but wish sucked. The music was bad too. uh, You know, it's, it's very, I'm trying to think about it because it's like I saw it when it came out, and I, it's it's just so forgettable. I I can't remember anything. <laughs> you know? It's uh, I would recommend don't see it. Um, it's just another stupid Disney movie. And then I know Jack had seen this because we had kind of discussed it. Napoleon. Ah, now that movie I enjoyed. Um, I don't know. I don't think it had. They had as big a hope for it to be a super major, like a Marvel movie or anything, but it was a it was a pretty good movie. I enjoyed it. Um, they sort of made Napoleon a little bit. Uh, I guess he was kind of sympathetic. I thought. I didn't um, see him that way. That, you know, he was like he was a soldier, and he just got kind of. Too big for his britches, I guess. Um, what was it like uh, again? I had heard like in when they were de- deciphering Nostradamus, wasn't he supposed to be like one of the antichrists? They're supposed to be. Napoleon? Well, that wasn't part of the movie, but yeah, no. they, no. they, they they assumed he was like that because you know Napoleon, you, Hitler, and then some other dude. But, yeah, um, but Fred, did you say no? Uh, I mean, he was a dictator, you know. I I think that they were 
you know, they were conveying him in certain light because they thought that he was obviously evil, trying to take over everything. I'm curious as how cinematic it was because the trailer looks gorgeous. Oh, it was it it was very well done uh, as far as the battle scenes and things. But even just the settings, I mean, they made him, you know, it was very clear he was a soldier and that was his viewpoint. And he was mixing it up with politicians who were kind of manipulating him as well. But he would get to the point he'd say, you know, well, that's enough. You know, he was done like they had when uh, he was in Egypt and he's there. And he gets word that his wife is messing around on him. So he leaves his second in command in charge, you know, and he goes off back to France to set his wife straight. He gets there and the politicians are, you know, are berating him. And he's like, wait a second, you're, you're saying, you know, how I've abandoned France's interests. I come back to Paris where people are starving in the streets Everything is a mess while you guys are all living in luxury. Mm. He's like, you've abandoned the country. I'm just returning to it. Well, He's unfortunately, like, everything that you mentioned isn't true. Well, like, but this is how they portrayed him in the movie. Yeah. You know, he's like, you know, I don't have many, you know, he's like, I'm here to take care of my personal business. You know, meanwhile, you've been pillaging the country. So don't talk to me about this. And he leaves. He just leaves them all standing there, you know, looking at each other because he's a soldier. He doesn't play these political games. And eventually he gets to the point when he's dealing with other countries. He's like, I am going to have peace if I have to kill all you bastards to get it. And that's the outlook he takes. So it's like he tries to make an allegiance. Does He gets betrayed. So he goes and wipes, goes to war over it he goes to the next group tries to make an allegiance an alliance doesn't work out so he pounds them you know that's how they portrayed napoleon in this he's a soldier he's a man of action and he doesn't really grasp politics that well and unfortunately that makes him very easy for some of these guys to manipulate him but overall it was uh i enjoyed the movie i thought it was very good I have to say it was nearly a three hour movie and it kept my interest the whole time. Wow. So that's big you know, for that's you. A, yeah. That's a, that's a screaming endorsement. Whereas you have hour and a half movies, people are falling asleep on or can't wait till it's over. This was nearly three hours. And I'm telling you, I was sucked in the whole time. I have a different view of things, Fendra. Okay, well, of course you so, do, Joe. That, 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 that shouldn't surprise anybody because, you know. Let me tell you what the movie is really. I am easily amused, but Joseph has a more deeper cinematic critiquing method than I do. So if I had to write a book report about this movie, I would basically say it's basically it's about Napoleon and Josephine. It focuses on their relationship. A big part of it, yeah. And okay. Why Napoleon is that important? <laughs> is trying to knock her up because he wants an heir because he crowned himself as emperor. So he needs an heir to the throne. Gotcha. And every time he gets horny, he just starts having sex with her. Even if there's like uh, cleaning people around or butlers or whatever, uh. and 
and he always does it doggy style for some reason, okay. which I don't understand, you know. Um, so he tried numerous times to impregnate her, and every time she would not get pregnant. So some woman decides, like, you know, it'd be a good idea. Why don't you sleep with a whore and see if she gets pregnant? And if she gets pregnant, then it's not you. It's so, Joseph. Some woman. That's his mom. His that mom? was his mom who came up with that plan. Oh, was it? Yeah, she I wanted must... a grandbaby. Oh, I must have been sleeping at that point. Some woman. Some, some old hag. From the gutter. <laughs> well, she looked like a hag. So she's like, yeah, go knock up some whore. You know, we'll find you a pretty whore. And, uh, you know, you can have sex with her. So he knocks her up and she gets pregnant. Right. So, so he's got to divorce Josephine because it's like she's not going to give me an heir. And then he marries some foreign whore and knocks her up and they get pregnant. And then the sister of the king of Austria, <laughs> another you know, another trollop from the street. Never worked a day in her life, <laughs> you know. But anyway, um, that's basically what it was about, Frederick. <laughs> you know, whatever Jack told you. That that's I don't know what opinion. movie you're watching, dude. But okay, I will say the battles were pretty good. I wish they were a little longer. I did not think that Joaquin Phoenix was awesome. I thought he was just fair. Uh, he'll probably get nominated, but he doesn't deserve to be nominated, I would say. <laughs> Although there have been a lot of crap movies this year. I would say if I, from the movies that I saw, I would nominate uh, uh, Celia Murphy for Oppenheimer, and I would nominate um, Ryan Gosling for Barbie. I, I think- could go with the Op- Oppenheimer. I can't see Ryan. No. Yeah. Barbie. Yeah, I agree on that one. I, no, he was very good. I, I think that he basically was, if he wasn't in that movie, uh, I don't think it would have made as much money. Um, he made it a little bit more enjoyable. Um, I would say he did make it more enjoyable, but I, I'm not, I'm not thinking that's Oscar worthy. Uh, you want to bet he's getting nominated? I'm telling you, he's going to get nominated. I know they're going to, and they're going to probably going to nominate Leonardo DiCaprio for the killers of the flower moon, but that movie wasn't very good. I and, now you see Patrick saw that my son and he he thought it was pretty good. Yeah, uh, we'll watch. He, it. but, uh, but in the same voice, he said, "Well, Dad, you'd probably fall asleep." Yeah, I was just going to say, let's see if you fall asleep for that one. That was, I think, three and a half hours. And uh, although I didn't fall asleep, I was interested in it. But I just was like, these Indians are so stupid. <laughs> you know, it's like they keep uh, all. It's like mysteriously, oh my God. All these women are dying. All these rich women are dying, and all these white men are are marrying them. You know, to to get their fortune. It's like when are they going to wake up and realize that? Well, they're basically just killing you to get your money. They don't like you anyway. Regardless of that, um, yeah. So Napoleon, I'd like to see it again. One of the problems I have with Napoleon is the theater I saw it in. With those, I hate those damn designated seats. So I was like, well, I'm going to sit right in the middle. You know, like with people away from me, right square in the middle, be nice. So you never know what kind of theater you're going to get, like what screen you get. So I got a small screen, right, which kind of pissed me off. And then for some reason, the right speaker was not working. So only the left speaker was working. And I don't even know if the center speaker was working. And I could I can hear crap. So Mm. I had to go move all the way to the front and sit all the way on the left and just and that actually helped but it was just ridiculous i i don't know why they can't 
keep these theaters. If we're paying good money to go see these damn movie theaters, it, it should be like an airplane before it takes off, you know, that they look at every nook and cranny inside that theater, make sure that every recliner reclines, that there's no gum on my seat as I'm about to sit on it, you know? Well, now you see, I, on the other hand, went to see it in the Titan Lux format, as they call it. Ooh. Huge screen, the uh, Dolby Atmos. So, like, literally, you heard cannonballs whizzing by you and hitting something behind you. I see. I missed all that. You know, so. there would be an explosion, and you would hear, like, the dirt falling around you. I mean, it, like I said, it was maybe that added a lot to my enjoyment of it. No, it also pissed me off, Fedra, mm. is that the cast, it's like they were either American or they were British. And no one spoke in a French accent. It's like, see, I would have preferred it if it was all in French and we had subtitles, you know. Um, but for, you know, Joaquin Phoenix just to speak like he's got off the set of the Joker and then some other dude from England speaks and they're both from France. It's like, yeah, that's not on. authentic either. I, you know, maybe it's not authentic because it's funny. I, I had a friend that was from France. He, he used to love Inspector Clouseau. Nice. I said, but. so did they, I said, when you saw it in France, like, did they have an actor voice Inspector Clouseau? And he's like, duh, why would they do that? So we wouldn't be able to hear his outrageous accent, you know? And I said, well, I never thought about that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but you can, you see, you can have someone like uh, Peter Sellers do like, even though he's British, he can do a French accent. That's what they should have done. They should have made it more like Inspector Clouseau, where, you know, Joaquin Phoenix comes in and is, I am Napoleon, you know, instead he's like, Napoleon, <laughs> you know, yeah. give me my Oscar. <laughs> no, I, I, I will agree with that because it should be, you know, as authentic as possible, not just how the character looks. It's also the region, the area, the time period, all of that. And yeah, that's time consuming, but that's going to really immerse you into that time of history. Makes sense to me. You wouldn't put a French dude in Elizabeth I unless they're representing France. Well, you probably do it now. Like, uh, I'm just saying, like, again, how like they, they race swap and gender swap, like historical figures. I wouldn't be surprised if they did anything now. But yeah, I think that. Why, Queenie, was... you're looking absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> was... That's what we'd end up with. That's your Elizabeth the first impression? <laughs> no, I'm saying people in her court will be talking. Oh, in her court. That. Okay. All right. So, last movie I saw, and this one was a good one Godzilla minus zero. I, I want to see that. I hear it's terrific. No, thanks. I heavily recommend it. I mean, I've seen Godzilla movies. My whole life, I haven't seen everyone, but I like the 1955 one was very serious, you know. And like we had Raymond Burr, like they threw him in. Um, so like the first two, I think like he was a monster, he was a villain, and then later on, they made him very goofy, and they gave him that son, you know, Minjin, you know, uh, remember the cartoon Godzuki? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but they made him so goofy, you know, like where he would dance around and he would high five other monsters. 
and uh, he was a hero. Like the, the children loved Godzilla, you know, because he was defender of of Japan. But you know, Godzilla should always be a monster. Same thing with King Kong. Like the, I hate the American versions of Godzilla and King Kong now. Like where they're buddies and they're again fighting on the same side, some sort of stupid enemy. Um, they need to be villains. You know, it's like uh, we should be, be afraid of Let them be monsters that fight yeah. each other. They should still be villains, I guess, if you want to call them that. But more like the forces of nature, because what do they call them, the kaiju or something like that? Well, the kaiju, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're supposed to just be this, these behemoths, you know, that they just go around and destroy stuff. You can't really call them a villain where, you know, they have motives or something. No, it's, he's a thousand-foot-tall monster, and whatever he walks on is going to get crushed or bumped into. So, well, anyway, you want to have them come around, but... uh I don't think they're villains in the classic sense, but they are monsters. Well, in this movie, he's a villain. He is a bad guy. He is a monster. He is out to kill people. He is not to be reasoned with. They just want to kill him, you know? And, uh, and it's an interesting story. Whoever directed this movie, number one, he's very good. There's so many good things about it. The first thing is the acting. The acting seems very natural. The second thing you know, I would say is the direction, the story, um, and Godzilla himself. I just think that that it all works well. It's like a decent story where, like, you can't when you watch the that Godzilla movie with uh, Elizabeth Olsen and the guy that played Quicksilver as lovers in it. You don't give a shit about them. You know, like they're just boring, not very good actors. You just want to see Godzilla. And I think like they maybe give you like 10 minutes of Godzilla in that movie and that's it. And like, for some reason, the directors are like, well, people are interested in the human element. Like, how is it affecting them? Like their house is going to be stepped on and their car that they just bought isn't even paid off. And that's going to be eaten. You know, <laughs> it's paid off. <laughs> <laughs> no crap like that. That sounds it's so ridiculous. People want to know their property values are going to go down when everything is leveled. <laughs> <laughs> so in this movie, it starts off, it's, it's, it takes place during World War II, like or post-World War II, where like the main character is a kamikaze pilot. And he ends up like going to this island. And usually this island is there to repair planes that have been, you know, struck by American forces, you know, and repair them. But it turns out that there's nothing wrong with his plane. So, like, the main mechanic figures out, it's like, there's nothing wrong with this plane. You just didn't want to kill yourself. You know, so he agrees. So, he's kind of chicken. He doesn't want to kill himself. But for some reason, Godzilla attacks that island and then kills most of the people there. And he could have destroyed Godzilla because Godzilla was much smaller than he was, like, uh, the size of the T Rex in uh, Jurassic Park. So most of the people died, and so the mechanic blamed him. So he's a double coward. So he goes back to his homeland, and it's decimated basically by the war. And everyone just throws things at him and thinks he's a coward. And it's like, you should have died. You're a kamikaze. You know? um, but he ends up meeting this girl, and the girl has a kid, and it's not really her kid or whatever. But they, they end up becoming a family. But then 
I, I guess I would say like maybe 10 years goes by and Godzilla returns and he's gigantic. He's humongous. And it's just the effects are so good when he attacks the town that they're in. It, it, it's like the best thing you would ever see in a Godzilla movie because it looks so real and it's just such real. Like you see Godzilla stepping on people, like running away from him, you know, because he walks slow, like he's gigantic. And people are just trying to get out of the way, and like they're in a, in a busy city. He, you know, he doesn't even notice, but he's just stepping on people. And then when he uses his laser breath, it's so cool. But it it's so well done. You know, it's just like it feels like a movie. It doesn't feel like a stupid monster movie. It feels like a movie, but there's a monster in that movie, and, and it works unlike the American ones because you do care for the character. You do feel bad for the guy that everyone's goofing on him because he was a kamikaze and he chickened out and you do want to see him succeed in life um you know for him to have a family and all that but godzilla gets in the way of everything you know it's very you know and i'm not going to spoil anymore but i would definitely say go see it there's a lot of godzilla in this too you know what's cool too is that when godzilla really finally shows up on land they play like the original Godzilla movie uh, music. It's like dun dun dun, <laughs> dun 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 dun, you know. And it's it's so loud and booming. It's like it's scary. It's it's very good. It's it is a monster movie because Godzilla does scare you at times. And it's you know, and there's there's some humor in it, but it's just. I don't know if I would recommend it for for kids, but I think that Godzilla fans would like it. And just people that are into like superhero movies or kind of like adventure movies, I would definitely go see it. And it's in Japanese too, which really helped me too. Um, Because it was more serious. Because when you watch the Godzilla movies that are dubbed in English, (laughs) they're just so horrible. That's what makes them so funny. Dubbing is just horrible. Oh, Godzilla! <laughs> you know? Anyway, it's a. I highly recommend it. I would definitely. I would say again. I saw a lot of movies this year. My favorite movie was Oppenheimer. My second favorite was Godzilla minus one mi- minus zero. Check it out. Really? Oh wow! Yeah, better than Napoleon. Better than Killers of the Flower Moon. Better than whatever else I saw this year. It's very good. Um, I, the last thing I want to talk about is Invincible. So they kind of screwed us. They only gave us half a season, and uh, they gave us four episodes. The other four episodes are coming out sometime in 2024. Did Did you ever I, finish? I it? caught the first two, and I think it. I I'm enjoying it. I like the aspect that they're doing. That you know, what he went through is affecting him. You know, that it's not all wrapped up. You know, like a lot of times when they have, you know, a very special episode of whatever on TV, you know, a character goes through something and it's forgotten about the next week. They go through, you know, everybody's happy again. Uh, I like the fact that he's kind of, he went through one hell of a trauma and it's affecting him and he, he, you could see him trying to work through it. And I like that they're handling that aspect. I don't know if it goes on much further than episode two. Um, but like I said, I like the first two episodes. I would say the first three episodes aren't very good. I would say the fourth episode is very, very good. I would definitely finish it for the fourth episode because Ultraman comes back and 
he's still a badass. Uh, a little different, but it's you, you would really love it, Jack, because right? his character changes. But he, again, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's just a matter of getting time to sit down and watch it. Oh yeah, yeah, but but don't forget. I'll keep reminding you. I would say just miss episode three or go back to it at some point and just watch episode four. It's that good. Well, I uh, like I like the what are they the Maulers? Oh, what the uh, the blue guys? Oh, like they're clones. The two clone, well, the two brothers as they call themselves. But um, I like those characters. I think they're kind of cool. That you know, no, they're, they're good bad guys, they're but they're still. They're big and smart. bulky and strong, but they're still smart. Yeah. Because, you know, in the comics, a lot of times, you know, if someone's big and bulky like that, they're usually just like a brawler. But these guys are kind of smart how they're making the uh, the huge machine. And it's like, well, I'll put you in a dimension where you can have anything you want. And they're like, okay, that sounds good, you know. <laughs> and they go and they, they start building this machine for them. Uh, I thought that was a funny concept on it. Yeah. Anyway, check out episode four. It's, it's very good. No, I'm going to watch three first. I'm going to watch it in order. But uh, so far, it's pretty good from what I've seen of it. All right. So let me get into the Nerd Alert files. The Nerd Alert files. So, yeah, I want to kind of tell you guys, like, I've been working with for WDWNT for 10 years now. I first started out, like, I quit my job back in 2010, and I got in really good shape. And in order to reward myself, what I would do is every Thursday, I would go to Disney and I would just have a good time there. You know, just I got an annual pass and just walked around. And during that time, I listened to a lot of podcasts because it was kind of fun. Like, you know, going there, taking about an hour from St. Petersburg to get there, a little bit more. And uh, so I would listen to various podcasts. I listened to Lou Mangiello, Mice Chat, The Diz, and of course, WDWNT. You know, and that was my favorite. I really enjoyed them a lot because, you know, Tom was a, a very good podcaster. He had a very good crew with him at that point, and they were real funny. There was a there was like about I know it was Tom, Jason, Scott, Marcy, I think it was David, and they they just were so funny together. They just like and it's it's weird like when you listen to podcasts, especially Disney podcasts they're basically kissing Disney's ass. Like they, they want you to, to like Disney, but they also want Disney to like them. And Tom's podcast was like, I love Disney, but if something sucks, I'm going to say it sucks, you know? And I felt he was the most honest and I really enjoyed it. I always look forward for when the podcast would come out. So anyway, so my friends would see pictures that I would take. And what I would do too, is I would take pictures of myself with characters and I would look to see my progress to see like if I, you know, if I lost weight, does it show, you know, if I built muscle, does it show and what parts of my body I should work on more, you know? And uh, my friend said, you know, you take pretty good pictures. Why don't you consider getting like a, a better camera and go around taking pictures of Disney. And so I did. And, um, there was a podcast called Disney, I think it was called Disney UK. And I started taking pictures for them. And it was cool knowing that I was because they had a website too. So they, they were using my pictures that I would take and they would mention me on the podcast. These uh, are just pictures at the park? 
Yeah, just pictures of the park, pictures of the characters. Like if rides opened up, you know, I, I would send pictures to them. Like the and they were they were all British, which I thought was pretty cool. And they would call me Joe Hogarty, photographer extraordinaire. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got a kick out of that. I had messaged Tom a long time ago, and I said that I'd really like to work for them if I could. Never got anything back from them, so I just went with these people. And again, it was just fun stuff. I was never getting paid. Um, I just like being part of something. So um, eventually Tom contacted me and I, you know, cause I'd sent him some pictures and he said, I really like your pictures. I guess I'd like, do you think you'd still want to, you know, work with me? And Tom was living in New York at the time and I was living in Florida. So I said, sure, I'd love to do that. So um, I wanted to work for both of them, but it didn't work out that way. So I had to quit the other place and I don't think they were happy. They felt betrayed, but I liked working for, that was my favorite podcast. I wanted to be a part of that and help build the website. Anyway, so for a year, I, I took pictures and I really enjoyed doing that. And uh, then I started writing. And then at some point I was, I mentioned to Tom, because I was really into the Marvel movies, if we could do a podcast about Marvel and Star Wars, since, you know, Disney had the, had purchased both of them and they were part of Disney. So he thought it was a great idea. And I don't know if you were part of this, Jack, or if it was... Not at the beginning, because a lot of the crew from uh, the beginning of Nerd Alert, remember we used to have those super long email chains? Yeah. And um, eventually, that's where I got to meet the rest of the guys, as Joe will tell the story of it. And um, that's when I kind of came on board, because they kind of knew me from the emails, uh, but I wasn't part of the show at that point yet. Well, I what I did was I decided to do like a mock podcast where I I transcript everything. I thought it was you. Maybe it wasn't, Jack. Uh, but it might have been Taylor and Andrew, my friend Andrew. So we had seen a movie and we discussed it. And like I would say, Joe Cole and, and I would say, look, so what did you guys think of this part of the movie? And then Taylor, let's say Taylor Colin, Taylor would say this, 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 this. So, you know, it was like a couple of pages. I sent it to Tom. He read it. And he's like, I think this is great. You know, because I think we should really do it. And he said, you know, uh, why don't we try to premiere it on the Toys for Tots marathon? You know, we would do it live. And of course, I was crapping my pants because I'd never done a podcast and I'd never done anything live. It kind of scared the hell out of me. And it, but it was, you know, so... And we weren't sure who we were going to have. So he had suggested at the time, Patrick, I'm just going to say first names because I don't want to mention anyone's last names, but Patrick and, and Ron, you know, and <laughs> I says, well, that's cool. You know, um, I knew Patrick. Patrick was very good. I, I'd listened to him on other, he, he was on several of WWNT's podcasts and he's very, very good. And Ron, I really wasn't familiar with, but also at the time, um, when we did the live, the first live show, I think you were on there, Jack. I think it was it was Patrick and Ron, Scott, and you and Taylor. It was a Toys for Tots thing. I don't remember, but okay. And, and we had a so we had an hour, and so we were going to do first hour. We we're going to do Star Wars. The first half hour we we're going to do Star Wars. Second half hour we we're going to do Marvel. So before that, you know. 
we'd have a meet we had a meet and greet you know and where i got to meet like people from wdwnt in, in the park who i was fans with and there was a problem it's like some of the people that were there were very clicky i would say and a lot of them are gone but they were just like no one wanted to talk to me <laughs> you know like i like and tom would introduce me he's like oh this is joe you know he's a photographer for the site and they were like yeah yeah whatever you know it's like and they would have conversations and i would just like kind of squeeze my way into the conversation and try to you know try to talk but no one really they were just clicky have you ever been like in a situation where you're you're new and you want to be accepted but no one really is talking to you they're just talking to people they know all the time yeah well that's what i experienced and i felt really bad you know jason is awesome jason was like one of the few that really talked to me um i actually I, felt that way when i came in uh throughout many people in the staff too yeah it's but i but it's much better i mean but i understand what you're saying you know but before it was worse <laughs> that's all i know but scott scott was my favorite on tom's podcast and he was very nerdy and i remember one time he was they were talking about george lucas and scott was saying that the sequels were were horrible and that lucas couldn't direct the sequels and that they and everybody was just bashing on him and and i was on his side completely um but he was just so funny because like he was so getting so upset that he would just make you laugh so I said to Tom, I was like, is, is Scott around? Is Scott around? Is he my favorite? I really want to meet him. You know, it's like, you think I could see Scott, you know? And uh, so finally Scott shows up and he's like, oh, yeah, there's Scott right over there. So I go up to him and I was like, hey, Scott, he goes, uh, I'm so glad to meet you. And he's like, well, who are you? And I'm like, I'm, I'm Joe Hogarty. And he's like, so? <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, well, I'm a photographer for WDWNT. Uh, I just started a couple of months ago. And he's like, okay. I, was, well, I just want to say you're my favorite guy on the podcast. It's like, I love when you're on and I agree with everything you say. It's like, you're always right. They're always wrong. You know, I just want to let you know that it's just awesome. And he's like, oh, well, that's really nice. He goes, no one's ever said that to me. And he just turns his back on me and he sits on the floor and he pulls out a notebook and he starts drawing my little ponies. And that was my first experience with him. And every time I tried to talk to him, he just turned away from me, you know? And again, it's a situation, that's like a situation, like be careful of the heroes you meet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you heroes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You read my mind. <laughs> but he was so good. So Tom had suggested that he'd be on the podcast, you know, um, you know, or I could ask him. So I asked him and he said, yeah, I'll be on the podcast. You know, we're going to talk about, I said, we're going to spend a half hour on Marvel. We're going to spend a half hour on Star Wars, you know, um, you know, it's the first time we're doing it. And he's like, oh, that's cool. So I introduced everybody and then Scott just took over, <laughs> you know, and he's just started talking about lightsabers, all different color lightsabers, all different types of shafts. And he wouldn't let anybody talk. You know, there, there were like five people there and he was just reading out of a, like a Star Wars. What do you call them, Jack? Uh, well, like the technical guide things. Yeah. The technical guides. Yeah. For the, uh, 
and he was reading pages and pages and pages, you know, and I didn't know what to do. <laughs> you know, I was like supposed to be the host. And I was like, I don't want to insult him and tell him that there's other people here that need to speak. And, and so it got to 40 minutes now and no one had spoken other than Scott and, and me when I introduced them. And so, uh, so finally I said, Scott, uh, I hate to cut you short, but we need to move on because we haven't even spoken about Marvel yet. And he goes, but I'm not done. And I was like, well, we need to go on, you know? And so then everyone started talking and immediately after it was over, he defriended me from Facebook. <laughs> Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? So I I wanted him to be on the podcast because he's so good. But oh, guys, we don't defriend Joe Hogarty. No, well, you know, not that that was but it just no, he was he was a bit of a jerk. You know, it's like when I met him, he was a bit of a jerk. And then that he wouldn't allow anyone else to talk was kind of being a bit of a jerk too. And then he got mad at me for trying to get other people to talk. You know, I don't know. Anyway, so then after that, uh, we were going to start the podcast and we were just going to be me, Patrick and and Ron. And I'm going to end it soon with this. We're not going to have not going to discuss the first podcast. This is season zero. (laughs) You'll have to wait for the other seasons and future episodes. So Tom had had called me and he said, uh, what about Nick? And. Nick is like uh, Tom's secondhand man. You know, he does news tonight and all that stuff. And uh, he goes, would you, he, he wants to be on it. And he goes, do you think he could be on it? And at first I said, yeah, sure. Cause I didn't know what to say. Right. And then I messaged him back and I says, do I have to have Nick on? You know, as I think three is good enough. And he was like, well, why? And I was like, I don't know. I says, I, I met him a couple of times and I just, something about him i just didn't like you know and i'll tell you what happened because I, I always i get a bad reputation like i'm a jerk to work with and all that but i'm a nice guy you know but it's like sometimes people are you know what it is that there's two sides to every story and i bet you his side is different from mine and maybe i misinterpreted things that he had said and vice versa you know i'm sure most of these stories that i'm going to tell are going to be different different stories depending on the other person that's involved so uh, first time I met Nick, it, it, we were photographers. Well, Nick had a camera, right? And again, I was at another event where they started a new parade. It was the one with the dragon that breeds fire. I forget what one that was called. But Tom had like three or four photographers covering the whole area to take pictures of the parade because you know, it was brand new and we were going to put it on the website. And so we all met at, uh, uh, I forget, one of, one of the hotels and uh, and so I saw Nick over there sitting by himself. And he had a camera, and I went up to him, and I saw it was a Canon. I had a Canon Rebel, and he had a a Canon 90D or something like that. It was like better than mine, and he had a better lens than mine. And so I, I went, "Whoa!" I said, "That's some awesome camera." And he's like, "Yeah." He goes, "He goes, yeah, it's a you know Canon so and so. It takes really great pictures." And I was like, "Yeah, that's." He goes, "Wow!" It's like. I, you know, I just didn't know what to say. And, and I said, yeah, I'm Joe. And he said, well, I'm Nick. And I was like, oh, you know, you're taking pictures too? And he's like, yeah. And I said, well, yeah, is it, you know, I, I bet you take some really good pictures with that camera. And he looked at mine and he's like, you got to get rid of that. He goes, you're not going to take any good pictures with that camera. 
you know, and it's not my, my camera was a piece of junk, but it wasn't as good as his. And I said, well, I think I did take pretty good pictures. He's like, nah, you're better off. Uh, you know, you should get rid of that and get a really good camera. But when we took pictures, my pictures were way better than his. And if you guys want to go back to the article, check it out. Look for that article. No, I remember some of the pictures you took were incredible. His were, you know, it's his were all blown out. Especially, I mean, I remember you took a series of them with uh, Snow White. And they, they just, the composition of the shots, the clarity and the colors that your camera picked up was terrific no i love doing that too is like and like you know like distorting the field of view so that you only see the character but you can tell that there's something behind her you know that's familiar but you just want her as the main focus i and i used to read up on it and watch youtube videos i really was into like when i get into something i just go nuts you know and i love doing the photography but after a while i lived in st pete and having to go there two or three times a week to orlando it was just too much, you know, again, I wasn't getting paid and I was also, you know, the gas going back and forth, which is getting ridiculous. So that's when I started writing. But anyway, um, we had had another meetup where I think we were just hanging out some of the staff with Tom. And so Nick was there and some other guy, Jason was there and we were in Epcot. And so uh, Jason had asked Tom about, Star Wars and the Clone Wars. So Tom said, and he goes, oh, you should ask, uh, you know, Joe and Nick over there. They, they're really good, big Star Wars fans. And so uh, the guy came over to, to us and he says, what do you think of the Clone Wars animated series? And I said, I never bothered with it. I think it sucks. You know, I'll be honest with you. I don't like the animation. And as I'm just not a fan of the prequels. And so Nick said, I go, what do you mean? It's awesome. And he goes, and the prequels are awesome. This is the prequels are awesome. This is, I don't know about that. I said, Attack of the Clones was a disaster. As anything, Revenge of the Sith has got something to it, but it's just because the other ones were so bad, you know? And then Nick said, he goes, well, I, and I, I forget exact words, but he's like, at least I'm an open-minded person where I don't have to, I don't really like the original trilogy, uh, you know, and I'm glad that, it, you know, he said something like that, like where I was a closed-minded person. And I was like, what a pompous, arrogant little jerk, <laughs> you know, <laughs> for saying something like that. Uh, I wasn't trying to pick a fight with him. I was just trying to be honest, you know, and I don't think he was trying to pick a fight with me. He just was a big fan of the, the prequels. But, uh, but that's what I told Tom. I said, look, I just didn't get along with the dude. I, I'd rather not. So then rumor went on <laughs> on the WDWNT that it, I didn't want Nick on Nerd Alert because uh, I hate prequels, <laughs> you know. And he, goes, he found out that Nick liked the prequels and Joe hates the prequels and he didn't want anyone on the podcast that liked the prequels. And I was like, that's not what happened. But you, you can't tell anybody because that, that story went on and on. People that... I'd never known came up to me and it's like, I heard you hate Nick's guts. Cause he likes the prequels. I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> I says, no, I says, that's, that's not it at all. You know, it's like, I says, I don't care if you like the prequels. I says, I'd rather have people on the podcast where we can discuss things that we don't like, you know, or, you know, the differences, uh, I said, but no, I don't hate Nick. You know, it just 
kept going on and on and on and and you know even nick would, would say to me oh, i heard you hate me because i like the prequels it's like i didn't say that <laughs> you know <laughs> i got such a bad reputation from it but that's not how it went down but i think their their answer or nick's answer to it was he started his own podcast and i don't know if you remember this jack it was called the the jedi the hero and the princess no it does <laughs> Does it, it, that doesn't ring a bell. Well, it was part of WDWNT's group of podcasts. You don't remember when we had a uh, a quiz show against them? It was... I remember we had a quiz show. I don't remember them. Yeah, it was the Battle of the Nerds. Oh, the, Battle, okay. the Battle of the Nerd podcasts. And, and you were part of it. And like we ended up having to go against them. But I think they did that intentionally. I was never told, but I think it was pretty obvious that they did that intentionally to compete with us and to be the better podcast over us. But for whatever reason, it never lasted. I think it lasted a couple of seasons. And, and here we it. are. And here we are. And with that, I'm just going to end it because that's season zero. We haven't even got to when Jack came on. <laughs> you know. But uh, anyway. Yeah, that, that, I'll, I'll, I'll chime in with some funny stories as we go. Yeah. <laughs> So that's not that bad. So I'm not being negative. I'm just kind of defending myself and basically saying my side of the story. Like I said, there's two sides to every story, and then there's the truth. And again, I might be elaborating on some things, and I don't even realize it, but I'm not. <laughs> no, I don't know. All right, anyway, let, let's get into the news, and then we'll kind of wrap this up. So the big news this week is Jonathan Majors is back in court, and uh, it's not looking too good, you know. I know I sent you guys some stuff, so if you guys want to talk about it, since I've been talking for a while, go ahead. Make my day. Now, it, I find it very funny. Here here in the Northeast, there is very little mention of what's going on there. Oh, like, it's intentional. Yeah. Oh, I, I, but that's what I mean. It just seems that, like, since, you know, it's happening in New York, like, you really don't see much at all of it um, on the news. I mean, I even put on like TMZ for a little bit, uh, you know, figure, okay, maybe the Hollywood news would have something going on. And there was very little mention of it. I think you sent me more information than I actually got from any of my usual news sources up here. Yeah. So I think it's, I think it's intentionally being kept quiet, like maybe uh, the forces that be um, told people, like, uh, just in case we decide to keep him, uh, we don't want to slander him too much. So let's kind of keep this story a little quiet. Um, so, like I said, I don't hear much about it at all on the news here. I, I think it's quiet because a lot of the outlets were also trying to portray him as innocent. Which I can, you know, I can get, you know, you wanted to give somebody the benefit of the doubt, but you should not hide the fact you made a mistake, you True. know, like it's True. really and, easy to be like, court. hey, we predicted, you know, wrong or something, you know. Yeah, and exactly. Like there aren't right now, even though that there's a lot of diverse actors out there, there's not many prominent ones. I mean, the only ones I can think of uh, are Michael B. Jordan and denzel washington's son and this guy so i i think that there's 
and maybe Disney's involved in this too, is that they're trying to protect him. You know, they like that he's a, he's a he is a great actor. I think he's a very good actor, and they don't want to see him go down. So they are hoping against hope that he is going to be uh, proven innocent. But he, but even if he's not proven innocent, all the stuff that came out of this trial so far, I think is very damaging. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's never going to be able to sell himself as a as a nice guy, a good good friendly person. You know that those days are gone already. Well, some of the stuff that came out was what was some of the stuff that came out? It was footage. There was footage of showing you know him, uh, I believe, like kind of dragging her on the street, pulling her. You know, that's a good representation of kind of maintaining control there. Um, yeah, no, yeah, I sent some some text to you guys that from uh, some posts, and it says prosecutors have shown the jury su- su- the jury surveillance video of Jonathan Majors picking up and shoving Jabari into an SUV several times. Major is later seen grabbing Jabari by the arm and swiftly leading her across traffic lanes. Yeah, and then the last one I sent you guys says. Jabari testified that Majors became upset again when she refused to take blame for the fight and began telling telling at her, which Jabari recorded, I am a great man, a great man, I'm doing great things, and upset Majors says in the recording before continuing to yell and berate Jabari. How dare you, he asked as Jabari's voice quivered and she apologized. Majors continued to tell Jabari that he expected to hold herself to the stanzas of Michelle Obama and Coretta Scott King. You know, he's definitely abusive. I mean, he, and he's a big guy. Like when he is a it, big guy, he's huge. It, it's hard. It's a hard. <laughs> like when the prosecution, I mean, the, when the defense tries to say, "Well, she attacked him." You know, this guy is a giant. You know, and she is not a giant. You know. And there are cases. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I, Again, that's why I tried to stay very open on this and getting at the facts. Because, yes, I can see that he's big and intimidating. But, you know, I'll just compare myself. You know, I'm 5'1", but, man, I'm a hot tamale. You get me mad, I'm going to get right up in your face. I may not be able to hit you, but I'll take something or throw something at you. So, I mean, we don't know what her temper is, you know? We don't know, again, but I'm not justifying because I agree with you. And, yeah, this is standards that the woke initiative will just send me all the hate mail. But I really don't care. When you look at physics, he could put her through a wall, okay? She can't. So, yes, I'm definitely there. And I'm, I'm saying that a woman can provoke a person but if you're going to say, like he just quoted himself, this great man, then you need to control your emotions. You need to c- control your reactions and your behavior. You know, and if you can't, then you need to go to therapy, anger management, you know, do some time, whatever. You can't just get some special treatment now because you're, you know, some actor with this great, you know, contract. You know, because if, if that agenda is constantly going to say, we're holding everybody accountable. Women are equal. Men are equal. Non-binary, trans, LGBTQA plus are all equal. Then, sorry, I'm getting on the soap bus. Um, it's like <laughs> you all need to be trialed 
adequately and then when you have actual evidence then yeah you you can't hide behind this agenda now and be like well it was mental illness or well they were a victim or blah, blah. no you can't have it both ways you know justice has to be served and it's usually ice cold yeah and and you also he's got a history of violence it's not only with her it's with other girlfriends it's with people he went to harvard a lot of his classmates said he was a bully he would intimidate a lot of people like well there you like, go he's not stupid either <laughs> yeah you know well i don't know about that <laughs> i don't know i mean i don't you know maybe he got well, a, i'm just saying if you want to steer a narrative in a certain way which has been he's been doing for some time maybe not successful but he's fooled some people for some time this has been ongoing for uh, several months now i think at least it's been half the year right so he's well, been yeah, doing I, a pretty good job with his lawyers and i remember when it when it first happened i, I started messaging you guys and i started they started posting texts from people that had worked with him directors and i guess people that went to school with him yeah and they said finally you know, it's coming out. This guy is one of the worst people to work with in Hollywood. Uh, I'm so glad it's happening and that uh, justice is finally going to come to them. And then immediately the defense was like, oh, she's full of crap. She attacked him. He's innocent bystander. He goes, but the cops arrested him because he's black. And she went out partying and, you know, uh, nothing was wrong. You know, it's another case where it's just racist cops acting against uh you know a black actor or whatever but now it sounds like (laughs) the reason why she went to the club and i could be wrong with this one but i I thought i read that she just basically ran away from him (laughs) you know and went into the club to get away from him uh i don't know it doesn't sound good i i can't see how disney says "Eh, you know we'll uh just let this one go by yeah, it just it doesn't quite sound that that's going to happen. There's still a lot of variables, so I'm going to still stay open. I would like to get more evidence because it's very interesting. Like there's there's a lot of people and my friends that really proclaim that he's completely innocent, and this is all like fabricated to uh, you know pull him down and ruin his you know you know reputation. But then. You know, both of you, like, once you saw those text messages and stuff, you both were really like, yeah, this isn't good. This doesn't sound good. So it, it's very hard for me to skew either way because, again, I I just, we don't see a lot of hard evidence yet that really proclaims either side. There's just so much gray. And so I think we need to dig further to get more uh, evidence, in my opinion, because Toxic relationships are abusive on either side and they provoke each other. So I'm not saying that either of them are asking for it, but you know, if, if it's toxic, then they're two peas in a pod, you know? Well, also like again, his defense team released texts by them and they were like, this is going to prove he's hundred percent innocent. And it didn't, it made it look worse because it was like the texts that were going back and forth. It seemed like she was a scared victim and she's like, you know, please, you know, I'm so sorry. You know, I, I, I'll say anything you want me to say and all that. And then, and then they said, and we also, you know, we got her to sign a, a signed confession that she's responsible for the whole thing. And that never happened. And then they said, and, and the taxi driver that took them 
is, says he is willing to say in court that she attacked him. And now he's on the prosecution's team as a witness saying that he threw her like a football or something like that, you know, uh, in his taxi. So mm-hmm. again, the defense attorney or attorneys were trying to make it look like even before the case started, you got no chance to win girl. You know, you just better drop the case. Um, but, you know, I just think that they were trying to intimidate her, especially by getting to the press, because like the press was, was like the first one, like TMZ was like, oh, these texts were released and the taxi drivers, you know, is on his side and all that. Yeah. Now it just seems like all that stuff's falling apart. And I'm sure they're going to try to get it thrown out of court saying that he was his rights were violated by him being arrested, you know, the night. And if that side of it was going well, you know, we'd hear more about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to hear more about that police incident. I'd like to hear like, what are the facts about it now? And and he's got other cases going uh, against him over in England too, which again, they're they're not bringing up in this case, but apparently he's going to go on trial over there too. So I don't know. I'd be, fine because i just am not a fan of king i don't think they need to recast him i think they just to just probably kill him off in some stupid disney plus series and then just bring in dr doom or whoever the hell else they want to bring in you know no, Frank, I, kang has potential to be a good villain but you have to have people write him who know the character and i mean there's reason he's a recurring villain for so long you know Comic book writers keep coming up with interesting ways to use them. Look like at said, this horse material. Look at you got out of a hundred Kang stories. There's got to be something you can use to make a good story out of. I'm not too familiar with the character. I mean, that's my problem. You know, maybe if I was, maybe I would look forward to him more. But whatever, 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 whatever. So this big story dropped. I think. Right after we did our last podcast. So Dave Filoni is now the head of Star Wars. He still reports to Kathleen Kennedy, but he's in charge of everything. You know, the movies, the TV shows, uh, the stories that go out there, production. And you guys know how I feel about him. I think he's a leech. I don't like him. I don't trust him. Uh, you know, this is. I think this is probably one of the worst things they could have ever done. Thoughts? No, so, I mean, uh, you, so you, you think he's a rat, huh? He's a rat, Fedra. He's a rat, huh? He's a rat with fleas. That's a dog with fleas. <laughs> it depends on how he works. I think Dave Filoni is sort of like, and don't get go off on me, sort of like George Lucas where he comes up with some good ideas, but he needs help to bring the story home. Hopefully they'll go back, reassemble the storytelling group and let him work with them to start coming up with good stories that if he starts to go a little far off base, they'll say, wait, Dave, let, let's come back and see, let's see how this fits in better. Let's rework this or something. Um, and I think we have hope for Star Wars with them. But I mean, I enjoyed Clone Wars towards the end. I liked Rebels. Um, those were his babies. And he had some good stories come out of it. 
Was everything a winner? No. But there was some good stuff in there. So I think with him leading it and having help, maybe maybe he could start to turn Star Wars around. I doubt it. Like I, he's a weasel. You know, he's a suck up too. It, it's just well, the so he's basically being rewarded for Ahsoka. Do do we think that, that was nothing good? to be rewarded about? Exactly. It's yeah. like a you know, it's why would you do something like that after that? I know it showed a lot of female empowerment and all that, and maybe that was up, uh, you know, up Kathleen Kennedy's avenue or whatever. That's something that she likes to see, but still, it's like. I just think all he's going to do is kiss her ass the whole time. He's going to do whatever she wants him to do. No, that's like, part of the problem. Yeah. Like he's a, he's a loyalist to her. So it's like, yeah, why not promote him if he does everything that I want him to do? Cause I, I think like originally when they started the Mandalorian, it was Favreau and, and Filoni. And again, I think it was mostly Favreau's idea. And then Filoni kind of came on, you know, to kind of, share some star wars stuff because you've seen you know favreau's got a really good track record with iron man you know in marvel you know he did the jungle book which was one i think the first live action one that was pretty successful and then he did the mandalorian so he's got something about him and i've always heard mostly through overlord that kathleen kennedy feels threatened by john favreau i think she should yeah, because he's got talent, and she's got none. She's just got a lot of money and a lot of power. Well, again, I don't like <clears> it when <throat> people put it under one person. So I think I, I really like both of your points where it's Filoni. Is that how it's pronounced? Yeah, Filoni. Yeah, you know how I am with names. I think he should be part of the crew, but not the main guy. I, I don't even think uh, Favreau should be. I, I think it really should be between three to five writers together that work really cohesively uh, instead of, you know, making this kind of hierarchy because it's not working. Uh, I don't think Kennedy should be in the picture at all. So we would, of course, remove that. And even I would even say to take apart even the writing crew and put in new writers only because for me, I feel like the fans want variety and they want something with the nostalgia of Star Wars with something new, but not so new that they can't connect to it. So there needs to be this balance of writers that actually know Star Wars. If you're going to have an agenda or mix it up, sprinkle it, not let it be the whole freaking recipe. And then we can't have like one ego dominate the writing of a series or a new Star Wars movie. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I think Mandalorian overall, I think was great. Like start to finish, there were parts of it. I, I know that we agreed on that we didn't like. I know you hate Groku, but I love Groku. So... <laughs> I, I just, I mean, also just memorabilia for Disney to get, you know, retail sales was genius. It works like a charm. I can't even tell you how many Bro- stuff. Broku is just like excess sugar in your drink. You know, it's, it's there to make it taste sweet, but it's not good for you at all. And that's what 
Groku is. Well, that's your he, perspective, Joe. You no, know, that's a fact. Who, there's people that like cute and cuddly, and I think it does need to be in Star Wars just a little it bit. It can't. It can't be too dark. And not with the Mandalorian all the time. Well, <laughs> and not with a guy that basically is a bounty hunter and is trained to kill people. And then you got to give him a soft side. It's like give him his own stupid show, like they gave to. Groot, he does have like a every... soft side. It's it's a species. It's not you know. It's not him. You don't. See, no, I'm not talking. You know, no, I'm and... talking about. No, I'm talking about the Mandalorian. Was it? Was his name Dinjarin? Yeah, Mando. Yeah, I mean, we're not seeing him cry. You know, through his helmet. You know, we're not seeing him like break Probably down is. and collapse. You know, over some alien singing, or we don't see him in a relationship and like tragically breaking up or trying to kill himself like freaking what's his name Finn did I mean that's terrible <laughs> I'd rather have Groku than have Rose and that's you know that might sound terrible but I mean overall like the whole writing of it it's like no I connected more with Mando and Groku than I did with Rose and Finn it didn't make sense it was like okay maybe this was like a fun little moment between y'all but it really wasn't that deep he wanted to be with Ray anyway and Ray doesn't even want him you know like, come on, this whole triage thing. Like, it, again, it's like those those little, you know, sprinkles that they put in don't even make sense. But I really, like, again, I think it just comes with just a fresh paint. You know, fresh writer. I'd like just to see... go from the beginning. I'd like to see Rose cuddling Grogu and both of them being shot out of a cannon. <laughs> I can't stand either one of them. I mean, that you mentioned them in the same sentence, I think is pretty funny. I mean, I think they're. Both I would awful. like to see Groku training with Luke, going on its own adventure, and somehow it links up with Mando, where Mando's doing his own thing. Maybe he's just passing through the planet or something, and some like little signal goes up, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, there's my bro. Okay, he's training. Okay, cool." But the well, whole episode a- is about Mando, not Mando and Groku, or just Groku. I don't have a, a huge debate about this, but realize that he's the same species as Yoda. Do you think that Yoda was ever like that? Like a goofball, little doe-eyed baby for how old is he? Is he 50 years old or is he 100 years old? You know, I'm actually open-minded to say yes, because usually the greatest fighters have always been innocent at some point. And then they go through like the pits of freaking hell. And then when they come out, Maybe they're a- peaceful and they're badass. So, yeah, I think it's totally possible. He could be a clone of Yoda, actually. And actually, Yoda was kind of goofy at certain times. I mean, he was humorous. You know, yeah. he, he did get a kick out of teasing Luke Skywalker a bit. No, but there's a difference between that. Like, he was. And he, even in the prequel trilogies, you know, he's teaching the little kids and stuff. And, you know, since he's supposedly, you know, the greatest warrior, you know, he's still kind of kidding around with the little young one. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm still that, that Grogu can't talk. And, and I'm pretty sure he's like, they said he's 50 years old. He should be able to talk right now. Who dresses him? He's got to dress himself. I mean, he, he might be dressed and then never took it off, which is just as gross. But, you know. That's oh, not something I, I think about, but okay. I, I think yeah, exactly. I think you're taking it places. He, he's like one of those. Don't wonder, Joe. He's like one of those weird 50 year old guys that doesn't want to be an adult and reverts to being a baby and has like these older women putting them in diapers, you know, like in Germany somewhere. 
<laughs> that's what he's like. Except, and this is why Joe should not write Star Wars. Uh, no, that's like Frederick. But that's what, again, Frederick, if you were an alien and you saw like some of those videos of like those like guys over in Europe being put in diapers and, you know, old ladies putting nipples in their mouths, you'd be like, oh, he's so cute. <laughs> you know? That's what Grogu is. Well, I mean, again, we're going through what the writers came up with. And they had to come up with something completely opposite of Mando, you know, to show like pretty much the uh, the odd couple in, in a situation that would be friendly and and family oriented. So I do get that. And as someone that wants it to be, you know, because I, I do like the sense of trying a variety of Star Wars, because really, if I could get what I want... I would go up to them and be like, I want a Star Wars film. I want it rated R. I want it to be as dark as John Wick. And I don't want it to stop for two and a half hours. I want to get the best freaking effects. I want the best ships, the best villains, the best Sith. I want blood everywhere, you know? <laughs> but that's for one, you know, series, whether that's, you know, one to three movies. And that's it. You know, and well, then that- and then I want the cute and cuddly. I want them to bring back. I know you're going to roll your eyes. I want them to bring back Chewie. I want them to go back into the forest with all the little guys, the furry guys. I can't remember their names with the warriors and all that. Cause I Ewoks. Love Ewoks. Ewoks. Thank you. I want the Ewoks. I want cute Ewoks and badass Ewoks. And I want Ewoks with powers. Like I want it to go crazy, you know, just be creative. I want dragons and stuff. You know, I want like plants that will like eat you in the forest you know and and i want like you know auras and orbs and stuff but again it has to make sense it has to have a good story for me to connect to it otherwise it's just stuff all put together like they're doing with no connection and it's just stuff to just distract you and that's not star wars either so it, it, you know, I can't imagine trying to direct that. I really can't. <laughs> I so mean, this, this kudos is what to I them for do. trying. <laughs> I would, I would say, I would go over to Quentin Tarantino and say, "Look, yes, w- we were going to make five movies. I'm Disney. I'm going to make five movies this year, each one with a budget of two hundred million dollars. They're all going to m- lose money. They're not going to make money at all. I'm going to give you a billion dollars, and you can do whatever the hell you want. Make whatever movie." you want but just make us two billion dollars and that's it just make one movie and make it a two billion dollar movie instead of wasting their money on like crap like uh the haunted mansion the little mermaid and wish and the marvels and whatever the crap came out of mickey's ass anyway i would like to see see quentin tarantino remake a new hope that would be very interesting. <laughs> no, I don't want to see that. I don't think he'd be a good fit for Star Wars or. Oh, I think Star he'd Trek. be. He could fit into anything. I mean, the only I thing. Think, wait, he could maybe to, do like uh, he could maybe do like Book of Boba, where they did that whole Western bit. I think he could get away with that. Actually, you know what? You did. That's right. He could do like a real Boba Fett bounty hunter. Kind of thing, but I can't see him doing your traditional Star Wars. But then Samuel Jackson has to be in it. Of course. That's what I was going to say. That's what would worry me is that he was like, "All right, this is the movie I want to do." Mace Windu is still alive. 
when the emperor threw him out that window, he ended up on some taxi or something yes. like that. And he's pissed. And he's so pissed now. <laughs> and he only has one arm, so he's really pissed off. And he's waited 50 years in order to extract his revenge. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So Deadpool 3 is filming again. It, there's been like a lot of... I, I don't, I'm not sure if, Fred, have you seen the pictures? I know Jack no. saw some of them. But like, there's a lot of spoilerific things. Oh, like, uh, okay. Like we've seen the old saber tooth from the X Men movies. Ooh. Just his head, headless. Well, he has a body, and then someone chops his head off. And then we've apparently we've seen Toad, the Winter Soldier. We've seen the Fantastic Car. We've seen uh, uh, what's his name, Red Skull's limo from Captain Ooh, America. Okay. Uh, the uh, uh, the the cupcake mobile from Moon Knight, and I know a lot of people are like, yes, yes. I think it's too much. I think it's just a going to be a bunch of Where's Waldo things, you know, like where every scene is going to have something that ties to something in either Fox or Marvel's past. Because you know, again, I like the first two Deadpool movies, but there comes a point they're not perfect that there's some slowdown in them. And I think if you push too much of this crap, it's going to be a little too much. You know, I'm just tired. Like I could tell right from the beginning with no way home, what they were doing and I didn't like it. And I don't like that movie. I'm afraid this is going to be another new way home where it's like, we're not going to worry about the story. We don't have to, we got Hugh Jackman. We have Ryan Reynolds. And then we have every single Marvel character that you can swing a stick at. And that'll appease the dumb audience and it'll make billions of dollars. We don't need a story. You know, that's what I'm worried about. I, I can't imagine this from what we've seen. I can't imagine a story that's going to fit with it. But like we talked earlier, Deadpool is a character that will give a lot of leeway to that because He's funny to some people. Um, so you can you can milk a gag a little bit longer with Deadpool uh, than you could if it was a serious movie. And I think I think we're going to see a lot of these cameos played up for laughs. Yeah, but I think so, too. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to pull the gimmick too long where they're not going to put the time into making a good story. But. We'll have to see. I mean, even if it, the story is terrible, you know there'll be people who just get a kick out of it because it's Deadpool being obnoxious hmm. and driving Wolverine crazy. <laughs> you know, there's some people like, well, that's a story. Like, yeah, no, you gotta give them something a little bit more to do. But yeah, exactly. Uh, some people might just be happy with that as the story. I, and I, I am sure he's going to make fun of Disney throughout the movie. And like Disney's going to be okay with it just to kind of show it's like, yeah, we have a sense of humor. You know, we laughed at the South Park episode with Kathleen Kennedy. No, they didn't. No, they didn't, but they <laughs> no, want they you to think they did. Um, but yeah, and no, I, I, I am worried about it. Cause even like when I think about Deadpool two, they brought in cable and Domino and then a bunch of other B less superheroes. And they were so forgettable. Like cable really wasn't that great. You know, it's like, yeah, but and the, the, rest, the rest of 
Team Deadpool were kind of played up as as jokes, as laughs. Uh, yeah, yeah, they, they were all yeah. killed off. Yeah, and I think it balanced off well for what they were needed for. I don't know. I, I think that, although I enjoyed the movie, it had its flaws. And I that's why I think everyone is just remembering the good things of the Deadpool movies, and they don't realize that this can be a, a crap Deadpool movie if they don't you know, if they rely completely on cameos from the past, it's, I think it's going to be garbage. And again, we love seeing Wolverine in that yellow and blue outfit. Oh, That's yeah. Fantastic. I am psyched to see him in this costume. That is fantastic. But it's like you, you need to curb your enthusiasm there and just realize that there better be a hell of a story in there, too. Don't just give us like the frosting. That cake better be good, too. Yeah, Joe, I know you're a hard man to please. I am. Yeah, you better believe it. I do wonder if he's just going to be in the yellow or they're going to eventually have him wear the cowl as well. I don't know. And that worries me, too. You know, it's because I also heard. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, when I'm thinking about the other people that are supposed to be in it, like, because they already showed that Dogpool is going to be in it. And I think Kid Deadpool is going to be in it. I have no idea what those are. I don't either. That they even exist annoys the hell out of me. There's a Gwenpool, too, apparently. Well, Gwenpool is in the comics. She's very popular, just like uh, Spider-Gwen is. But, uh, I don't know, when you start going into, you know, here's Dogpool, here's... What, what yeah, it's they like, it's like Spider-Man Uncle with Captain Mar- Uncle Marvel, or when they had everybody being a Captain Marvel. I don't remember. What was the old guy's name? I don't know. Who are you talking about? No, uh, Captain Marvel back in DC when it was oh. it was still back in the day. Like you had uh, Captain Marvel Junior, Mary Marvel. There was also an old guy like Uncle Marvel. You know, I don't remember him. Oh well, <laughs> I just remember, I just remember Mary Marvel. Hubba hubba. <laughs> she was always cute. She, she was in the movies too, but uh, especially when she was tied to rockets. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of funny. She had a little superpowers and she couldn't, you know, get untied from a railroad track or a rocket. <laughs> but anyway. Um, hey, yeah, but, but also I was telling you too, apparently Jennifer Garner is coming back as uh, Electra, and uh, I was going to say Matt Damon, Ben Affleck as, as Daredevil. I am almost positive that if they're coming back, that means the Fantastic Four is going to come back. Probably both versions of the Fantastic Four. Patrick Stewart hinted that he's probably coming back. Uh, and they already said um, Halle Berry's coming back as Storm. Okay. It's just too much, I think. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we seen some Punishers like Thomas Jane. I, I think those are going to be played for jokes. I know it is, but it's... I do. I, I don't think we're going to actually see any sort of serious outcome from all the different... Uh, well, just I, I don't think there's going to be a main villain. I just think it's going to be more like... And the TVA is involved from Loki. It's From what I heard is that there's only supposed to be one prime version of a superhero. And so they have to kill off the ones that aren't the primes and then go forward with the prime one, you know, and, and I hear Daniel Radcliffe is going to be in there, which I'm sure he's going to play an alternate version of Wolverine. I, I, it's just too much. I, 
I just want it to be. He's a grown up. He's not the little kid with glasses. I, and he still has a wimp. He's got a wimpy little voice. I don't like him. <laughs> he can be, play Harry again, but I don't want him as Wolverine. Never, never. Um, no, I just want a buddy picture of the two of them. You know, just going off. I don't care if they fight Sabretooth or who is that other guy that was uh, Red Cyber? Something. The guy with the adamantium arms and he has like a blue mask? No. He had like blonde hair, I think. And he was uh, Red Something. Omega Red? Omega Red. Yeah. The most 90s character ever. So what? (laughs) (laughs) At least it's a villain and he was a cool looking villain. You know, just like have them go against villains like a real threat. Don't have this like Wizard of Oz kind of crap, like where they're going from land to land. It's like, oh, it's X Men land. It's Fantastic Four land. You know, it's It's X Men land. (laughs) I wouldn't mind if they had munchkins, though. Like real midget munchkins. You can't say that word anymore, Joe. Well, now I don't care. (laughs) You don't care? (laughs) Yeah, it's the new Joe. (laughs) Uh, I'm a little more raw. I'll say whatever I want. 2024, Joe Raw. Uh, so the casting of the Fantastic Four uh, we're hearing that Pedro Pascal is signed it's, they haven't made an announce but it seems like everyone is reporting he's signed, they're building the movie around him now and I don't think, I think most people are not happy from what I've seen online because yeah, he's, he's a good actor but he's not Reed Richards I, I really thought they would skew the FF younger you know? Yeah, because he doesn't. Yeah, I don't. I think he's a little too old for the, yeah, for the look. Personally, no, he's he's the right age if you're going to set the Fantastic Four right, like where they are in the comics now, where Reed and Sue are married, they have kids. Ben Grimm has gotten married. Johnny is, you know, the uh, his antics get old now to everybody else it's not as funny now that he's you know what he used to do as a teenager isn't as funny anymore when you're an adult you know pedro pascal fits that model of the ff um but i really thought they would skew younger so they could get a few more years out of the cast i don't know i i think well what i heard in it you know the story always changes i think it's supposed to take place in the 60s and then at some point towards the end, it's supposed to kind of like transport them into current time so that they weren't around during Endgame because they were actually in the 60s or whatever. And then they now they're, they're available, which I don't know if I like that either. Well, that could be that could be an interesting twist as well, only because they they can work with a certain amount of fish out of water. You know, like uh, when Nick Fury used to tell Captain America, we could we could use some old fashioned now and then like that kind of approach, you know, because Reed Richards, let's face it, if he jumped ahead 40 years into the future, he'd probably be able to sit down with a book and figure it out and get every get up to speed very quickly. And that's what Jack and I've been discussing. They better get Reed right. They have to get they have to get Reed right. They have to get Sue right because Reed is the leader and Sue is basically the heart of the team. 
you know, she she's what draws them together as a family. And if they don't get that right, if they don't get an actress who can, you know, first be hot as heck, but second, be viable, be viable as that emotional center, it's not going to work, you know. And that's the thing, because you can't have your typical superheroine, strong, powerful woman who doesn't need anybody and doesn't really care about anybody, you know, because she's so self-efficient. That's not Sue Storm, and that's not that's not going to draw the team together. Yes, she has to be strong and everything, but she has to be able to sell the emotional core of, you know, someone who's bringing her family and takes care of the family. And if they don't get that right, the movie's not going to work. The team is not going to be the FF that we know from the comics. Yeah, I would say Sue's got to be hot and Sue's got to be a good actress. But if I had to choose one over the other, she better be hot. Well, like I said, that just being hot is not enough to sell Sue Storm. No, it's not. But I would rather her be hot than be a good actress. Than, and, I, and instead of her being a good actress and not hot. You know, like no, I don't they, want... They, they can't... They can't have... Let, let's face it, it's the MCU. It's the movies. They're not going to cast an ugly girl as Sue Storm. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I don't think so. Maybe it's the Silver Surfer, but not as a... <laughs> not as Sue Storm. Yeah, I, 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 I'd rather get an average woman that actually acts than, than pretty and then, again, terrible at acting. It's like, why did I even pay for the ticket? But the, uh, I forget her name. I think, Joe, you sent a picture over who they were considering for the Silver Surfer. She was she was the girl from The Queen's Gambit, the chess movie. i never seen that. Oh, oh it, yeah. She would, I think her face structure, I think she would be great as Nova. You know, um, the Galactus's female herald who's like fire-based. She is she her facial structure, I think, would look so cool with, you know, Nova's. Uh, she almost looks like she has a double crown or something on the top of her head. I think I think she would look awesome as that. Not as a Silver Surfer, but I mean, I think she'd be look awesome as Nova. I You know, and it's funny because like there's been all this news that the Silver Surfer is going to be female recently. and Everyone's freaking out. But you had mentioned it a while ago, and I think you're right, Jack. I think it could be her as the Herald as opposed to the Silver Surfer. Introduce him later down the line. But there's no reason why you couldn't introduce her first. And there have been times Galactus has had more than one Herald. Yeah. You know, so... Um, or, she, or she can die in this one, although it's or, Marvel. Or she could die in this one. I'm trying to think if they killed off the villain in the Marvels. I don't think they did. It's like... No, they probably all made friends and had tea together or something. I don't know. Well, of course we we felt so. Or or the Marvel the the villain destroyed herself because you know the hero no, that didn't can't, happen. can't hurt anybody. Uh, you'll see it eventually. I mean, uh, eventually, I'll come across it. But you like, might not because uh, you you canceled Disney Plus. I did. Ahsoka was the end. Ahsoka was the end. It was. <laughs> It was right when Ahsoka ended the way it did. <laughs> I, both, I'm a, Ahsoka out of here. <laughs> yeah, uh, both both Patrick and myself, you know, 
because wow. my wife wants to get uh, Apple Plus, but she's like, I'm not, paying, I'm not paying for another service. And, They're increasing uh, their rates too. What's that? They're increasing their rates too. Well, it supposedly has. She, well, she wants to watch uh, Ted Lasso. Yeah. Um, that we ev everyone we talk to seems to rave about it. So but get she a wants free to watch that and get a free trial. trial. Huh? Get a free trial for seven days and just binge it. I, I'll never be able to binge seasons like that. I can't. I can't watch anything for more than two or three hours. And these that has seasons out there. But yeah, after Ahsoka, both Patrick and I were like, "This is this is pathetic. We're done." <laughs> it's like uh, Disney Plus after Ahsoka lost a lot of subscribers, and but let's reward Dave Filoni. <laughs> He had good yeah. intentions. Well, this is why they're crying. Well, why didn't you like Ahsoka? Because yeah. all they have to do is listen to nearly any of our podcasts over the last year Cause, or so. Because too many chicks just folded their arms instead of doing anything. I don't have a problem with too many chicks, but they've got to be doing something. Well, I don't either. You know, and again, I don't want to make it seem like I, I hate women. I, I like women, you know, when they're written well. And that's a problem too, because like I I'd seen some meme where it's like they were comparing like a woman writing a woman character, like in the Marvels, where they're just stupid. And then you you see like how Josh Whedon wrote Black Widow, wrote it perfectly. You know, it's like when you watch that movie, you know, you you can't cringe or anything. And again, you you really root for her because she's the least powerful on that team and she's fantastic. She's, you know, yeah. again, you know, that that's, a, there are good female characters that, you know, but hire good writers for them. It's like, you don't have to have specifically a female writer to write for them, especially if the, you know, like, like, again, like have a male writer, write a story, have a female writer, write it, read it. Both of them pick the one. No, don't even hand anonymous stories. <laughs> You don't know who's the male and who's the female. Read both of them. Choose the one that's the best. And then find out if it's a male or female. And then hire that person. Okay, that's a good compromise. Because, I mean, I would say the contrast to that is if women never get the chance to write or direct, then we'll never know their perspective. They can so. write a bunch of Barbie sequels. Oh, Come my on. That's, that's a huge insult. Come on. I know. <laughs> right i mean that's not fair that's like me saying that you know men should only produce one form of directing because that's all they're good for i would never make such a you mean like all, like all good movies no not all movies <laughs> that were good no. were created by he's men. baiting you don't take it it's yeah, a yeah. i know <laughs> I mean, if next episode I have to come up with a list of like, yeah, either nominated or well done, no, they were directed they were movies by women, and we're not talking about just America. Mm. We're talking about all film all around the world. It's not going to all be men. I, I mean, I'm sorry, like I can't agree with that. No, no, we say too. I mean, like I love Kill Bill. No way in hell would it ever have made it better if they replaced uh, Uma Thurman with some guy like Brad Pitt or something. It's like it. She's just perfect in that movie. I would never want to see anyone other than her in that movie. But, but that doesn't mean 
That's not writing or directing the film. I know, but that doesn't mean that everyone, every character needs to be a woman now. Yeah, which I in, didn't say that either. Yeah. No, but I'm, in the case of Marvel and Disney, that seems to be the case. Yes, because I, I mean, but that's why, like, whether it's good or they're suffering right now, it needs to happen so that they can say that they gave that chance. And that's where I'm more for of, like, go ahead. You wanted to make a Marvel film. You wanted to have three women in it. You wanted it to be directed by a woman. You could have the whole thing screened by women writers. If it's not good at the end of the day, you can't blame anything else other than that crew, the director, and those actresses. I'm just not going to say, oh, it's because of women, because women are terrible at X, Y, Z. It's just that when you push a certain agenda and then you're making it all about that, that's the mistake. However, in order for us to learn, we kind of need to make mistakes. Just like if there was this agenda of gay men, for example, and they push the agenda that everyone on the, on the crew have to be gay men to make this some kind of film, and then that bombs. You know, I'm not going to say, oh, it's because of men, because <laughs> they're terrible and pathetic. Look at men. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say it was the crew. It was the, the pushing of that agenda for that stance. Does that make sense? No, it does. And if I said that, and maybe I did, <laughs> you know, then I'm wrong and you're right. I, I agree 100%. It's, it's sounding like that. I don't know if that's really what you mean to project. But it is what I'm perceiving. That's why I'm trying to go over the subject so that you can get how no, they, they, I would I would take that. Yeah, and again, there are good female writers and directors, but none of them work for Marvel or Star Wars. You know, or and Mar I think Marvel or Star Wars. Yeah, maybe that's a better way of pointing things out. Because even like again, and I didn't think it was a perfect movie. But Patty Jenkins did a good job with Wonder Woman. The first the one. First one. <laughs> yeah, the first one. I don't know. Hap I don't know what happened in the wow. second. one. we said that at the exact same time. <laughs> I forgot there was a second one. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, and second that's one. The problem. Yeah. Well, it wasn't her fault. It was that friggin' curse of death. Cast. Uh, what's her name? No, she is a national treasure. What's her oh, name? What? Ca Pe Catherine Wig. Pedro was Pascal was in that too, and he looks so weird with that wig. Oh, I could never look at him the same with that wig. Oh, it was terrible. I'm like, no, sweetheart, we need to change this entire look. No, no. He was just like uh, Mr. Rourke from Fantasy Island. It was like, put the helmet on. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was Kristen Wig, right? That that's who yes. it was. She's the curse of everything. She's I've never seen her anything good. She's so friggin' horrible. I don't know why you defend her. It's just awful. Because I, I like her. I think she's very talented. Speaking of people that you always defend, freaking Taylor Swift won Person of the Year by Time Magazine. Good for her. That, that's already paid for. Come on. <laughs> well, you know, I found out like who the other runner-ups were. Uh, and the other one was Barbie. I would have been pissed if that was the case. Uh, they all had stupid you're so happy right now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Good point, Jack. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have been happy with any. And then the other ones were the uh, the prosecution lawyers against Trump. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what? not too biased. 
you know, whoever like decides the the people of the year for Time Magazine. Yeah, I'll take Taylor Swift then. It's better than the other two. Yeah, I guess like if I was like it was like a Russian roulette kind kind of thing, I'd have to pick her. (laughs) She's so annoying, though. I I mean, what annoys me even she might be less annoying if the press didn't cover as much. She's on everything I go on now, you know. She is at the moment. She's the most famous woman in the world. And I can't wait for about it. I can't wait for that football player to dump her. He's making me sick too. I just hope every time he plays that his team loses. I hate him. You know what an idiot. I mean, other than the fact that maybe he's likes her money, but I just can't stand her. And then when she's in the booth, you know, when he's playing games, and she's got that Joker-like smile. Oh God, I just can't stand her. Did you ever see that movie? I bet you Jack saw that movie. Such no, I did not see it. I did not see it. Like I said, we are not the target audience. We are men in our mid-50s. We are not supposed to be seeing... We're not, we're not the target audience for a girl who's in her 30s, which I'm surprised at. I didn't realize she was that old. But she's not targeted for us. She is targeted for the younger girls. And we are not the target market. What about the younger boys? Are the boys like her, or is it just girls? I I think boys might like her, but mostly girls. That's, that's not who she's targeted at. She's targeted for girls, and you know what? She's doing very well hitting her target. I mean, you know, I, I'm not if gonna Disney lie. Could, if Disney could hit the right targets the way she does, we wouldn't complain about them nearly as much. Well, when it comes to musicians and artists, I would rather have, and it's probably controversial uh but i would rather have the attention of taylor swift than doja cat right now i don't know if you guys know of doja cat but she is very dismissive and really mean oh yeah I heard her. yeah I heard oh i did not i know a couple of oh her yeah and like i i couldn't even handle 15 seconds it was like that energy i was like oh no like I loved some of her tracks and some of her flow, but her as a person would never, ever want to meet her. Oh, and again, it's it, crazy because yeah, I did hear it's like basically not that she literally calls them losers, but she basically calls them losers. You know, like she'll tweet fans? stuff. Yeah, yeah. And oh, I don't know wow. if it's an act or not, but either way, no way. I <laughs> no way. Like that type of behavior is disgusting. You know, when it's people that really believe in your work and, you know, pay for, you know, your concerts, your memorabilia, your all of that. I mean, they don't have to at the end of the day. They don't. And it's it's just a bad representation for all musicians and artists that, you know, work really hard to get to that position. And it doesn't I mean, whether again, it's an act or not, it doesn't look like she cares at all. So, I mean, not that I'm a huge fan of Taylor Swift, but I would like, I like her diplomacy. I like how diplomatic she is when she's in front of the camera or in, in making her videos. Her love life, yeah, that's a train wreck. And she's made millions of dollars with those train wrecks. So fine. But when it comes to like media, Taylor Swift is very professional. And I would at least respect that. That, you know, just like we said with Disney, if you're in, if you're representing a brand, you know, you signed, you know, your 
contract with the devil, you need to put on that joker face and answer the questions you need to and then stick to your script and move on. Like, if you're going to do that, if that's what you, you know, sacrificed yourself for, that's what you need to do. But then to act like you're this, like, I god. saying she has a joker face. It's a little harsh. She does. No, he made a good point. She does. It's. I mean, the, like, the tips of her lips go all the way up to the tops of her ears. It's like so, a sneaky... <laughs> Like you know, oh you know, if God. she if she did some acting, I think Taylor Swift would be an awesome serial killer, like oh, as yeah. an actress, like like a babysitter type of thing or something, like something sneaky. She would be perfect for that casting, perfect. Or like a <laughs> yeah, or like a probably... stalker, or like oh, a, a, she a, is a stalker. She yeah, is such yeah. a stalker. Oh, she would be great for that. Like totally. Oh, and she and. One, like a rich stalker that's got like her own private jet, you know. Yeah, like and, one of the step for wives, but just evil. <laughs> she would be good. Look at her. We need to. We need to call her publicist. We got an idea for Netflix. But I tell there you, you what, go. <laughs> see now, what would work is like if you know this is what Marvel should have done. They should have done the Marvels, but had Taylor Swift, Dojo Cat, and I don't know some other. Beyonce, maybe, you know, that would have made a billion dollars. Oh, yeah. Well, Don't you think I, so? Turn them into I, a ter- the terrible trio? Well, no, I like, mean, but, like the Marvels. But it would still make money. I mean, <laughs> don't put people that nobody like in your movie. I don't know who has more acting ability. Well, Beyonce was in Dreamgirls. Mm. And Beyonce, Austin Powers. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, she's in gold member. Yeah, it's Foxy Cleopatra. I did see uh, something where they showed Beyonce. They showed Taylor Swift. I think maybe Adele and some other girl. You know, where they were singing in concert, um, but they were able to get rid of the the background vocals. I mean, not the background, the music. So you just heard them raw. You know, and like Beyonce was amazing. And I and I think it was Adele, and she was amazing. Taylor Swift sounded like a train wreck, you know. And that's the Aww. whole thing is like, I mean, I'm sure she's she's an adequate swinger, swingers that too singer, but I don't think she's an amazing singer. You know, she's probably a good songwriter. I think she's very, I think she's a very good songwriter. Like I said, yes. she plays her own music, own instruments. You know, and. It's tough when you're comparing singing ability. I mean, especially like you just threw out Adele. Yeah. I mean, she's like this generation Celine Dion pretty much. I don't think she could sing anything badly, you know, because she just has that strong, powerful voice. So I would say that it would be tough to compare anybody against Adele singing wise. No, she's got a good voice. I don't like her either, though. You don't like anybody. I don't. I was like trying to think. Like I was thinking. Like I was thinking of Frederick. She's like, oh, Joe hates all female singers. Like, nah, you don't male singers too. When I think about it, I was like going down the list. Everyone in U two, <laughs> you know. I used to like U two, but they got so friggin' <laughs> so well, full up their ass, you know. Well, hopefully, we can have like in twenty twenty four a list, Joe, of the things you do like. I would like to see that. Well, how do you think these are a few of my favorite things? Yes. Sure. It's like nothing. 
<laughs> the end. Um, Heroes all bloody, but still wearing masks. <laughs> that's a good thing, Frederick. I can't even think of anything right now. Can't think of one person that I like. Oh, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> For acting. Okay. But no, we'd have to go by categories of like acting, music. Oh, music? Modern, like modern. I've listened to a lot of The Doors recently. It's been getting me a little depressed, too. <laughs> yeah, well, I can see that. <laughs> I should stop listening to them. Yeah, that's not modern, but yeah, okay. I mean, they're good. I mean, I am i can't knock them. Um, it's one of my favorite bands. But I mean, oh, like, wow. I mean, I like Adele um, a lot. She's very, extremely talented. Uh, no, I think she's but a, so is Beyonce. Voice. I mean, Beyonce is a beast in performing. I, I mean... Just nuts. Um, I like Nicki Minaj's flow, you know, for for words and for how she does her flow. Like, I don't like her look. It, it's kind of bizarre to me, but that's how she wants to look as a woman. Uh, I mean, okay. Um, even Cardi B, like her flow, the way that she, you know, does, you know, words. I mean, it's very interesting. I don't know if they both write their own stuff or they have writers. I think it's Cardi B's very vulgar, which is why I don't like it per se. And also her look is weird. Um, but I'm not going to diss them completely. Like they are where they are for however they got there. So, you know, kudos to them. Uh, but I'm, you know, I'm not always crazy about people, but I will find what I can learn and appreciate from the person. Oh, you know, I can't stand is Lady Gaga. I will agree with you there, because I truly believe she's a completely outspoken Satanist, whether anybody wants to believe me or not. I don't know that part, but she's not nice to look at at all. I, and I, I think I like her music. I like her songs pretty much. I, she's overrated. I mean, they put her in all these movies. Like, why is she in the Joker sequel? I, she's no Harley Quinn. I mean, she will be. I know, but she's just so ugly. I'm sorry, but I'm going to say that, you know, like they put her in all these movies and like, she's a love interest. It's like, yeah. Have nice. you heard of Aurora? Who's Aurora? She's very young. She's, um, she's a pop singer and she has a very high angelic range. Um, I actually personally know one of her songwriters and uh, a friend of mine was saying like, I should really learn some of Aurora's songs and, I listened to a few and it was very intimidating. It's it's going to take some work. That 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 lady has some pipes on her. I think she's huh. not even 23, uh, but fantastic. Just professional as hell. I mean, when she gets up there, she does a show. But I can't remember if she's from Germany or not. Uh, but she's very uh, you know what? You know what she would remind me of? She reminds me of a modern Bjork. Bjork. I always thought she was weird. I never got her. No, she was weird. I mean, some of her music was okay. Well, but... it's just the whimsical side of Bjork, not the not the real weird. Like it's just that Aurora has some very like angelic looking stuff, and her clothes is very whimsy. It's not hippie, but it's not bohemian, you know. But it, it's a very nice look. I'm trying to think of other singers. Yeah, really you know, it, you cannot top Whitney. Whitney is the best. Whitney Houston. Yeah. Yeah, that that gets me sad though. She was all messed up. Well, yeah, I mean a lot of it was Bobby Brown, but a lot of it was herself too. I think voice was an angel. Oh, it was just amazing, you know. Like her she had the best voice. 
powerhouse. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but what about Mariah? I mean, she's not my favorite person. That lady, no. I mean, that lady got a shadow for sure. But that lady's been in the business. I mean, she's making she a ton great. of money right now. <laughs> she was Christmas great in the song. beginning. See what annoys. So she wanted to uh, copyright the Queen of Christmas mm-hmm. because she wanted to be referred to as the Queen of Christmas. This girl has got such a big head; it's just ridiculous. And I remember where I she was at. Uh, it, it, was it Sam Goody or something like that in the city, Jack? Sam by, by Tower Records. Maybe it was Tower Records. Yeah, because remember- that's where a lot. That's where they used to have like a lot of album signings and stuff. I remember I went there to see her and when she did her first her first record, which had Vision of Love on it, you know, and she looked fine as hell then. She was thin as a rail back then, you know, and she was in that tight black dress. But I couldn't wait online because it was like a three hour line just to get her autograph. But uh, I got to see her. Um, but now it's like, yeah, she's so full of herself. Like she probably bottles her farts. I mean, to, <laughs> Well, what's her name does? Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, I got to tell you a story about Gwyneth Paltrow. I never knew about this. Oh, your favorite person. <laughs> this shows like <laughs> this should be good. I love how you sway the conversation, though. I'm always trying to like keep it positive and like, who do you like? And then you're like, no, I hate this. Person. I don't like anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but I really don't like Gwyneth Paltrow. So I don't even like. I like her even less after hearing this story. And I never knew about this story. So she was friends with Natalie Portman, you know, like early in their career. And so she went over and she visited Natalie Portman, uh, you know, at her place uh, one day, I guess, to have lunch or tea or whatever starlets do. So Natalie Portman had a script for Shakespeare in Love on her on her table. And uh, she's like, what's this? She's like, oh, it's uh, some role that I'm auditioning for. It's called uh, Shakespeare in Love. And, you know, uh, it's like. She goes, it's really good. You know, I'm, you know, my agent set me up with it. And so she started reading it and she's like, I want that role. <laughs> you know? And so she called up the director, the producer, and she's like, I want that role. And she stole it from Natalie and they, and they don't talk anymore, you know? And apparently Gwyneth says she's a liar. That never happened. But who are you going to believe? <laughs> Come on. I mean, it, it wasn't really that great of a movie. So. But I think I don't know, she was nominated I for an Oscar. She movie. might have won, too. I, she might have won Best Actress, but I know she was nominated. It's so wrong. You know, it just shows what type of person she is. Just like, oh, I, I hate her. It's like, it's, I hadn't said hate this whole time. I hate her. Well, Pretty. I mean, a lot of a lot of actors and actresses will do that. I'm not saying that that's <laughs> right to do. I mean, there's other reasons why I do not like Gwyneth Paltrow. And, but that's another thing, you know, like as I was, I've actually said this for some reason, this, this has been brought up throughout this month and last month for me. Like I, and I know you don't believe me, Joe, but I just like, I, when I see celebrities, like I don't get all glowed up, you know? I mean, like I said, you know, if I see Keanu or I see Johnny Depp, you know, you're yeah. always talking. You're you're full of it. You, you're always talking about it having al- co- coffee or lunch with him one day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'll take me a second to get my breath because I'm gonna be like, "Holy shit, Keanu's right in front of me." But then after that, I'll be like, "Yeah, let's do lunch, man. Can we do lunch? Are you free?" Like, 
Scooby Doo. Sal- do you eat salad? You know, what do you eat? You know, I'll take you. You know, like because I I have questions away from their film whereas everybody else is like oh my god you were so great in this film and this film it's like yeah i kind of want to know who you are you know i think if you ran into him in a grocery store he'd be like (laughs) yeah it's gonna yeah definitely it's gonna take me a second it's definitely gonna hands down it's gonna take me a second because i'm gonna be like in my and like did i excuse me did i uh did i have some drugs like am i hallucinating you know at first but then i mean they're a person i mean the only per- like one of the people i know i'm gonna have an attitude is freaking ben affleck yeah you hate him i don't like him no i don't or you would not take him to lunch no and i would go up to him and i would look at him and i would say you are never gonna be batman you might have tried to play him, but you're never going to be Batman to me. Okay? I can picture I don't standing care. in front of him, looking straight up and pointing yeah, a finger at I him. Will. I will look at him, and I'll be like, and Matt should have talked to your ass before you took that role because you messed up Batman. You messed up Batman for me. Out of everybody else, Christian Bale, Michael Keaton, even Val Kilmer were better than you. Oh, I'd make that I'd make that man cry. I, I would try so hard. And he'd be like, why? Why are you doing this to me? And it's like, because you're not it. You should choose your roles carefully. And this one, you messed up for me. Robert Pattinson, ne- just as worse. You're never going to say that to him. Oh, my no, God. I'm never, I'm this never is like Nerd Alert Unleashed I'm not, tonight. <laughs> I'm never going to go out of my way, you know, like, no, but hey, if, you know, if there's a release or is there some film, if, if like, dude, if, it, if I was in Croatia and they were filming and he's on there and I see him at the craft, you bet your butt I'm going to record it and I'm going to, sp- I'm going to be screaming. I'll be like, hey, Ben, hey, hey, <laughs> get over here. Oh my god! And then I just turn the, turn the phone because I know you wouldn't believe me, so I would have to record it somehow. Let me tell you, I was going to do something like that, and that happened to me in real life because uh, I was on the Staten Island ferry, and so this guy came out and says, uh, uh, "Governor Bill Clinton is going to be outside for uh, oh publicity photos, and he wants to meet the local people of Staten Island." Does anyone want to meet him? And I'm like, I'll meet that guy. And I'm going to tell him that he's a jerk, you know, because I was a Republican back then. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm the first one to meet him. And I go out there. Every single news station in existence is out there. It's like early CNN. CNN is there. ABC, NBC, CBS. And I was like, I was like oh, I'm Bill Clinton. I'll run for president. <laughs> You know, and, and I'm like, uh, hello. <laughs> yeah, that's all I said because I was so nervous, you know. But, well, but yeah, this you also, had, you had tons of cameras on you, of course. Yeah, I had tons of cameras on me. I shook his hand, and uh, but this is, I, I knew immediately he was a pervert, right? Because, oh, yeah, no, well, this is what happened. This is all true. So, so he's shaking my hand, and there's a girl behind me, and she's in a miniskirt, you know, and she's blonde. And he looks at her and he goes, oh, my, oh, my, my, my. He's not even done shaking my hand. And then so she comes up and he goes, how about a hug? (laughs) I was like, and I remember I went to the office that day. I was like, I met that 
idiot Bill Clinton. That guy's a pervert. It's like he was like looking up this girl and everything. And this was before anyone knew he had a thing for the ladies. And I just remember like for eight years, anytime something would happen with him and Monica Lewinsky or whoever, they're like, Joe knew it first. (laughs) Yeah, you got a great instinct and you were right for sure. Well, it wasn't hard to have an instinct because he definitely was like, it just well, like he was. He looked, you know. First thing he looked at me, and he says, "Oh, mama, ma. <laughs> you know. And then he just like grabbed her. It's like, well, and for the record, you know, I'm I'm only gonna side humiliate Ben. You know, if he's walking his dog, I mean, if J Lo's in front of him, I'm not gonna talk smack in front of J Lo. No, J Lo's gonna kick your ass. Yeah, she's gonna <laughs> kick my butt or get you know you get get uh what is it their security or whatever. But Don't you know, yeah, if he's, she's from the if, block. Yeah, and if he's, you know, on his own, you know, or he's getting a cup of coffee or something, I mean, even if I have to whisper it, man, I will I will do it, like for sure. You know, it's like, like well, because, because hey, sometimes ben, you suck as Batman. Sometimes people just need to know that, you know, like not everybody's gonna kiss your butt. Like, when I see Johnny Depp, oh I mean, if I could take him to lunch, I'd be like, bro, you are an amazing actor. I know you already know that, but I need to understand, okay? Why did you spend $39,000 on wine, okay? Because you know, I'm, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sober eight years, so I get the alcohol, but you, you literally pissed away every month $39,000. That's what I would ask him. I wouldn't be like, oh, you were great in Fear and Loathing, or, oh, I know all the music of Sweeney Todd, and it was amazing when you sung that. Or, you know, when I watched Edward Scissorhands, it, like, was so beautiful, and I was, like, nine, and I cried, and I've been a fan of every Tim Burton film ever since. No, I don't want him to know that about me. I want her to be like, this chick, Fedra, from Chicago, was so crazy that the first question she asked me is about my wine addiction. Like, yeah, and I'm going to be like, you know what? Tell me the truth. Was the sex good with Amber? Because she did take a shit on your bed. Like, tell me. What, Fedra, what was the highlight of Fedra the sailor in her mouth. You know? You had to go like, through all this stuff and look for your F-bombs and your I S-bombs. I know. You know, like. I, I'm thinking the two of you have been storing all this up for a month. Yeah, may, all maybe coming out in one episode. Pretty much. <laughs> but I, I find like I love the depth of people, not just what they do. Because again, as we've said, these are characters, these are stories, not even written by them. They just play them. Now they do sprinkle a little bit of truth or a bit of themselves in these characters, and that's what I mean. Like. I'm more enamored of finding out who they really are because actors, they're the greatest at putting on a mask. They have thousands of masks. I want to know what's underneath that mask. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe one day we'll head out to Hollywood. You and I should start a gender neutral gang. Start picking on celebrities. (laughs) I'm not picking on them. Just telling them the truth. Tripping them. I'll pick on them. But no one Gwyneth Paltrow, she'd friggin' sue me. Yeah, and I'd be like, you know, Toby, you can't be a jerk, okay? You were Spider-Man. You're supposed to be friendly. You know. You know, go pick go pick up a religion or spirituality. You know, get back to go back to being a good person. You know? Just really nice, sensible things. You could say it respectively. Like Ben Affleck, you know, you're great at um 
what was it? Uh, Dogma, you were great then. Batman sucked. Terrible. Just piece of crap. <laughs> you know? I'm cracking myself up. Oh my gosh. It's getting too late, Joe. <laughs> we're going over the edge. <laughs> yeah, I think we're gonna end there. Right over now. the edge, you left <laughs> the edge. All right. So anyway, I guess this was our uncut version. Although I got to find that f bomb. Damn it! You were talking about Ben Affleck, I think. But yeah, you've been so talking about Ben Affleck for twenty minutes. <laughs> All right. So let's wrap this one. So Jack, can you tell us where <laughs> they can find you? Hi, <laughs> folks. <laughs> You go and send me mail at Jack M WDWNT. And you can contact Fedra if you want her to hit some celebrity that you don't like. Yeah, I, I love you guys for the record. And uh, yeah, you can email me at Fedra at Or, uh, you know, find me on Instagram and Facebook. You can, uh, you can send your hate mail there too if you don't agree with me. <laughs> And if you want, you can email me at joe at wdwnt.com or send me a friend request on Facebook. Um, and also, like I said, if you can, just let the company know if you appreciate us or you think we suck or we curse too much or we hate people too much or whatever. You know, I know we'd appreciate it if uh, even if it's negative, I don't care. Just let them know what you think of us. I'm also on the podcast for us to junk. And what did we do recently? Oh, The Princess Bride. Love it. That was a fun movie. You know, I mean, I haven't seen it in a while. You know, it's kind of weird. The one thing that I I didn't like was the music. It was like... Princess Bride? Yeah, kind of. It was like, I would have liked if it was more of a a symphonic musical score as opposed to like, it was like a video game. And I guess they did that because Fred Savage was a kid. Maybe he was thinking of it, but there were a lot of keyboards and synthesizers and you know it's inconceivable <laughs> it is conceivable um but it was a fun movie i'm, I'm glad we got to see it and, and this week we're doing a christmas story which they've never seen you shoot think, your eye out yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know if they're gonna like it because they they're completely different from us when it comes to christmas i gotta ask them about that uh like they wear those fancy king hats you know did you ever see them yes like paper king hats, like during Christmas. Yeah, we uh, they come in the crackers. I don't get which it. Are like uh, little prize packages. Yeah, so that must be something that they do, and like they have. Oh, well, we have them at our house. Do you really? Yeah. Well, you're kind of got like a... Jack is king of the castle. Oh well, no, we've <laughs> always we've always had them because uh, you know my mom would brought that over with her. I oh, guess. Oh yeah, from Ireland. So that's why. Yeah. They do it over in Ireland as well as England. So, so what, what do they do? Is it's like, is it like something you pull apart and it it pops? Yeah, it's got like a, you know, like remember those little caps they used to have for the guns on the yeah. red strip with a little bit of mm-hmm. gunpowder in it. Well, you pull those, and it usually has a little paper crown. It's got a a joke or two on a scrap of paper, and it's got some like cracker jack box type prize in it and then you wear the hat and you wear, and you wear the, the hat. hat and you wear that and you all play yeah. games and stuff you tell your jokes you swap prizes and stuff like that yeah sounds kind of dumb <laughs> sorry well, it's a... 
it's not supposed to be brilliant. It's just something for a little fun. Yeah, but like I said, I don't think they're going to get it. I know. You hate it. No, no, I'm talking about like Christmas story. I I think that um, I think the cultures are too different where they probably do different things over in England than what we do. But I felt Christmas story is very real, you know, like how grade school was. My grade school was like that. Yeah, I think it's very nostalgic. Yeah. I remember one time my friends and I all ended up at a Chinese restaurant on Christmas. Your friends? My friends and I, yeah. Uh, Where's your family? We we were like, uh, I guess, late high school age or something. But we all needed a break from our families and we all ended up hanging out and (laughs) went for Chinese food (laughs) on Christmas Christmas Day. And uh, yeah, we had duck. So, I mean, the cliche works. Tis the season to be hoary. Ra-ra-ra-ra-ra. Well, definitely that, let me know what them. they think. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like no, no. Sure. I'm, I'm just I'm saying because I suggested I, I think they're going to rip it to shreds, personally. This is a an American classic. Well, they, they all love the, the Muppets Christmas Carol, you know. Well, as long as they know that it's, you know, it's dated, you know, it's a very specific time for Christmas story. But but that yeah. I would say and I told them I think that that's like the most popular American Christmas movie that we have. I mean they have 24 hours of that on TBS. Mhm. My favorite part is when the dogs get in and they eat everything. That's how my Rottweilers work. They climbed on the stove and ate the turkey leg. Oh. My mom and, and Poppy were so upset. No, oh, that happened to you that. in real life, really? Yeah, as long as I live, I'll never forget when Max was on, you know, his his forearms were like right on the stove and his mouth was like holding the turkey. He's just looking at you like, you know, it's all or nothing now. <laughs> did you and see, then, if I, I never had a dog, but if I had a dog and it did that, I would just give him all turkey because I would just yeah. think it's contaminated. I couldn't even touch a piece of it, even if he was nowhere near the other leg. You know, in the in the film, I think they have greyhounds, right? They have like hound dogs. Well, they're blood bloodhounds. Yeah, Yeah, bloodhounds. They like eat everything. Yeah, bunch of rednecks. Anyway, all right. So with that, this will be the end of WDWNT Nerd Alert, season nine, episode forty-one. So until next time, maybe. (laughs) See you. Join us again next week for Nerd Alert Unleashed. And please be good to each other. Good night, everybody. Thanks. Good night.